With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening on UncooperativeRadio.com. And me with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. And hello, Rooster Cogburn, who was quiet the entire time till we started the show. The entire day. The entire day. Not a peep. Uh, you want to explain to the folks what's going on? I don't know. If they're live, they can't probably hear me right now. Nope. Um, and if you're on iHeart, you're going to be looking for the same date show. But what I'm doing now is I'm putting fixed after it. So you know which one is the fixed show on iHeart. And that would go the same for iTunes and any other syndicated place. It's picking me up. <clears throat> yes, yeah, so, uh, my, sh- my show's places I don't even know about. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, Spreaker. Every single show now has been having issues, so we're gonna. Ha- I'm gonna have to do That's something about it. That's a solid red, and it's under net ping, right? Yep. Okay, right. so on Sundays we start with the prayer. The autumn equinox is this week. We'll tell you what that means. Then the ups and downs for the week. The Second Amendment report. The dumbass segment, which is your favorite segment, and space the final frontier if we get to it all. Okay, now what did we set the microphone volume to? 70. Okay, well. Prayer for the Autumn Equinox. From earthsky.org. The September Equinox arrives on September the 23rd, 2015 at 8.21... Universal time. Although the equinox happens at the same moment worldwide, your clock times will depend on your time zone. This is our autumn equinox when the days are getting shorter in the northern hemisphere. At this equinox, day and night are approximately equal in length. For us in the northern hemisphere, 
people are enjoying the cooler days of autumn, even as preparations for winter are underway. South of the equator, spring begins. What is an equinox? The earliest humans spent more time outside than we do. They used the sky as both a clock and calendar. They could easily see that the sun's path across the sky, the length of daylight, and the location of the sunrise and sunset all shift in a regular way throughout the year. Our ancestors built the first ob observatories to track the sun's progress. One example is at Machu Picchu in Peru, where the, oh my goodness, Intahuantana stone yeah. Where the Intahuatana stone, shown above, has been shown to be a precise indicator of the date of the two equinoxes and other significant celestial body periods. The word Intahuantana, by the way, literally means tying the sun. Today we know each equinox and solstice is an astronomical event caused by Earth's tilt on its axis and ceaseless orbit around the sun. Because Earth doesn't orbit upright, but is instead tilted on its axis by 23.5 degrees, Earth's northern and southern hemispheres trade places throughout the year in receiving the sun's light and warmth most directly. Here, here, Rue. Well, well, I'm going to read from my book next, but before that, it's in, this is important for us because we need the sun up here. <laughs> and we get very sad when the sun goes away. I'm telling you, I'm, get, I'm building a wind turbine because we get nothing but wind up here. What does that have to do with the sun? Electricity. Oh, yeah. that Okay, that was my point because we, we're off the grid. So, <laughs> yes, we get all our electricity from the sun and a generator because... Unfortunately, this uh, green energy is not what it's uh, ticked up to be. Well, it's gotten more; it's gotten much more affordable now. Uh, but this is the last year, unless they pass a new one, that you're going to be able to take solar credits. So, if you're thinking about buying, you might think about buying before the first of the year. And it's a horrible time of year in the northern hemisphere to be putting up solar panels because winter comes and then you don't get that much sun. Oh, well, we're giving them to the Alaskans that don't get any sun in winter. Yeah, I know. It's brilliant. <laughs> I, we need real solar panels up here. We'd be fine. If I had two real solar panels, we'd be fine. But add to that a wind turbine so when it's windy and there's and it's cloudy out, yeah. Again, what I was explaining to a lot of different people, you don't get energy unless you have either sun out or like Brian's saying, win, if you have a windmill. If you don't have, if, if neither is happening, you don't get energy. People just think it, it happens miraculously. Yes, but I don't want a windmill, even though I'll probably end up with one, because I want a vertical access wind turbine. Right. But again... I'm going to make it out of... <laughs> I'm going to give up and cut one of these drums and make it out of them. Again, people don't realize if you don't have the this stuff, you don't get the resources from it. Oh, it's tough. And you yeah. got to have the money to lay yep. out to begin with. Yep. If you're playing catch-up all the time like we are, you forget about it. It's just it's too much. Everything's too so, much. Everything you know, costs too all much. All these idiots up in Washington and your local idiots that are pushing this uh, green energy, you do well to research it yourself first. 
because you don't want to enact any kind of ordinance or law or any kind of zoning. Yeah, it appears you're not allowed to be off the grid. <laughs> it's, you know, we had that guy, he was just a veteran, and he buys a house, decides he wants to be off the grid, puts solar panels up, you know. <laughs> they, they tell him he has to hook up to the grid or else, and he didn't. And so he's dealing with or else. We need to follow up on that. But first, we had to get our computer problems taken care of. It's not of. completely taken and care of. And it's not, no. <laughs> I got the Raspberry Pi together, up and running, uh, a couple different operating systems, but it's uh, mm, this problem still needs to be worked out. It's well, a little computer. Raspberry Pi is now Raspberry Pi 2. Uh, it's about the size of a pocket digital camera. And, yes, believe it or not, it's powerful enough to do, so far, all the things I wanted to do if I could just get the audio to work. It's just annoying, because <laughs> I'm, I'm telling it, you have to go through HDMI in the script, and it's still not listening to me. Okay, so I'm going to read about Autumn Equinox from my book, The Sabbaths, A New Approach to Living the Old Ways. Oh, wait, the best thing about the Raspberry Pi, just the board, that you need to buy some other stuff with it, 39 bucks. Good. Sorry, I had to get that one out, because that's what's really amazing about it. No noise, no fans, low power, low cost. Sounds like my kind of thing. <laughs> this is by Eden McCoy, and we always um, highlight different faiths, except Islam, because that's a cult. Okay. Maybone, or Maboon, is the autumn equinox. The Sabbath is named for Maboon, the Welsh god, who symbolized the male fertilization principle in the Welsh myths. Some mythologists equate him as the male counterpart for Persephone. As a day of balance between light and dark, it was not unnoticed by the English and Celts, but as a Sabbath, it went unobserved by them until the Norse invaders brought it into prominence and placed it between Lungside and Samhain as the second of the three harvests. With the number three in these conquered lands associated with the triple goddess and with the act of completeness, they adopted this addition wholeheartedly. Yes, because you, the Celts and the English got taken over by quite a few different, uh, different people. The Romans... The Norse. Well, yeah, the Romans. No, they were never taken over by the Norse. The Norse didn't work that way. They they pillage and leave. They don't conquer. Okay. <laughs> then they come back again next season and take more of your stuff. In China, the day is known as... You need to say that word. I can't do that. Zhengju. And marks the end of the rice harvest. Judaism celebrates Sukkoth near this time. Another harvest holiday with pagan roots that is often observed by building a temporary outdoor dwelling decorated with fall vegetables and in which all meals are eaten for that celebration. In Old Rome, the equinox marked the infamous festival of Dionysus, the god of wine, whose party lasted for as many days as the revelers could, could remain upright. Woohoo! <laughs> the Old Angles Celtic Festival of Harvest Home a respite from the work of harvesting and a celebration of thanks probably fell on Maboon in remembrance of that time. Maboon is often referred to as the Witch's Thanksgiving and is one of the oldest harvest celebrations in Europe. Notice the triple goddess 
I'll give you a hint. Paul and the Triple Goddess. Thanksgiving, as it is known in the United States and Canada, grew more out of the pilgrims' need to connect with the festivals of their homeland than it did from any religious impulse. And that first Thanksgiving Day had many detractors among the Puritan leaders due to its pagan origins. The Christian hymn, Come Ye Thankful People Come, commemorates this festival and is also an appropriate song for pagans to use at their harvest rites. Rites. And the story of Thanksgiving is totally wrong. We do it every year, and we're going to do it this year. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as for the raspberry pie, I'll give you a detailed review of it once I've tweaked it and got it doing everything I wanted to do. He's just been right. working on this, ladies and gentlemen, for a week now. <laughs> to the wee hours of the night. <laughs> yeah, but that's working on two computers. <laughs> just the one <clears throat> all right well i don't know what she's doing now she's shuffling papers the ups and downs for the week i'm assuming she's done i am down from al.com the alabama supreme court on friday refused to recognize an adoption by a lesbian mother of her three children granted by a georgia court in 2007 the children now live in jefferson county a lesbian rights group, which represents the mother who adopted the children, decried the ruling. You know, you just know this woman was a setup. You just know it. It's a, oh yeah, I'm going to go to Alabama. Never mind. The lesbian rights groups, which represent the mother, decried the ruling. The Alabama Supreme Court's refusal to recognize an adoption granted eight years ago harms not only these children. But all children with adoptive parents, make up your mind, is it seven or eight? Kathy Sakamura, family law director for the National Center for Lesbian Rights. I, I didn't even know there were these organizations. This is ridiculous. Uh, all, <laughs> the whole notion is all pushed by communism. The Communist Party USA.org. Go look it up. You know, the only one, well, you got to finish reading it because it gets even more ridiculous. Uh, by the way, I'm going to be laughing through almost this whole show because this is the ridiculous show. Ah. <laughs> Everything I found is completely ridiculous. Children who are adopted must be able to count on their adoptions being final, allowing an adoption to be found invalid years later because there may have been a legal error in the adoption puts all adopted children at risk of losing their forever families. Why? You just, whatever you were missing, you just add it. Uh, the case before the Alabama Supreme Court involves two women identified by only as E-L-V, as in verses, V-L in court documents. You, you know, staring at it, it almost looks like Evo. The children had been in a long-term relationship and had three children through artificial insemination. The non-biological mother, V.L., adopted the children in Georgia. The biological mother participated in the process and consented to in to the adoptions. I don't know why it says into the adoptions. When the parents later broke up, the biological mother, E.L., kept V.L. from seeing the children, according to V.L.'s attorneys. <laughs> V.L. sought visitation in Alabama, where the family lives. E.L. opposed her request, arguing that the Georgia adoption was invalid in Alabama. 
This is so this is why, ridiculous. This is why this we, they should have never walked into this through this door. This got to be messes like this now all over the country. Uh, this is this is idiotic. Now I will say one thing: if the adoption papers are actually official state records of Georgia, then Alabama has no choice but to to recognize it. The Full Faith and Credit Act ensures this. You mean clause? Clause. I said act. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, no clause of the Constitution. Uh, they they have they have no choice in the matter. In this in this being a constitutional power, the federal the federal and national government is supreme law because it is actually in the Constitution. So I don't understand why these courts think they're getting away with this. It's sort of like amending your constitution to say uh, you can't have. We're not recognizing people from out of state that have mar- uh, marriage license of the same sex. You can't do it unless you get out of the business of marriage. If the government stops all marriage, then they don't have to recognize the marriage of anybody. Well, and go. This goes to your mental illness analogy for homosexuals. They get they they get together. They have the she's artificially inseminated. First time against then, all this artificial insemination to, to begin, begin with. with. If and, you're a homosexual, I'm definitely against it because the only benefit of homosexuality is you don't have kids. So then she decides they they don't love each other anymore. How convenient! But on top of that, she doesn't even want her own kids. There's something wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? It's she doesn't obviously want... a deeper story that we aren't going to get into tonight. <laughs> I've had my own experience with the courts, thank you. The case was first appealed to the Alabama Court of Appeals. That court ruled on October 2014 that the Jefferson County judge had erred when he granted VL visitation rights. But then that appeals court reversed itself in February. The case was then appealed to the Alabama Supreme Court. The Alabama Supreme Court found in Friday's ruling, it's an opinion, that Alabama did not have to recognize adoption by the woman VL of her partner's biological children because it found the Georgia court didn't properly apply Georgia law. All right, now this is getting complicated. Now, if that's true, that it's void in Georgia, which means it's void in Alabama. Although the Alabama Supreme Court recognized that full faith and credit prohibits a state from inquiring into the laws applied by a clerk of a court from another state, it ruled that Alabama did not have to respect the Georgia court's adoption because the court believed that Georgia's law did not allow same-sex parents to adopt. The NCLR wrote in Tuesday's statement, Justice Greg Shaw was the lone dissenter in Friday's opinion. He argued that Alabama is prohibited from deciding whether the Georgia court correctly applied its own laws. Shaw also stated that the ruling could set a dangerous precedent that could call into question the finality of adoptions in Alabama because of any irregularity in a probate court's decision. 
See, there's a reason this sounds all confusing. It's because we, I told you, judicial chaos. Alabama Justice Tim pa- Tom Parker, who was one of the justices concurring in the opinion, went on to argue in a special writing that adoption is a privilege, not a right, in Alabama. And that's true. It isn't a right. Your unalienable rights, uh, I'll try it again. Imagine you're the only human in the world. You're standing naked in a field. Everything you have in that image are your unalienable rights. Anything else isn't. Simple. And one simple thing to know, if it involves someone else, it's not your right. If you need to involve somebody else, it's not an available right. Sorry. Alabama has the authority to determine who may adopt based on the interest of the child to be adopted, Parker wrote. To this end, the United States Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit has held that a state has a legitimate interest in encouraging a stable and nurturing environment for an adopted child by encouraging that child be raised in the optimal family structure with both a father and a mother, he wrote. VL issued a statement through the NCLR after the ruling. Opinion. It is extremely difficult to see the distress in my children as they realize that the courts who are tasked with putting their best interests first won't recognize our family, VL stated. I am just a mom who wanted and prayed for these children and raised them from birth and I hope every day that we could be together again. VL's Alabama attorneys are Heather Fan of Boyd, wow, Fernam Book Dunn and Fan PC, and Tracy Vela of Vela and King Attorneys at Law. The biological mother in this case chose my client as a second parent to these children before their births during their conceptions and informal adoption proceedings intended to ensure my client's rights, wherein she stated that having my client as a parent was in the children's best interests, said Heather Fan, because many years later she chose to contradict her own decision-making regarding the establishment of a family for those children. A court ruled today that my client is not a parent. Not only is that not true, its harm extends far beyond my client, to children who have called her mother their entire lives, and now to adopt the families throughout Alabama. It's beyond unfortunate that the Alabama Supreme Court has disregarded the recommendations of the children's own lawyers and national adoption organizations in arriving at this result. Bella said that as a mother myself, my heart is breaking for my client, who loves her children as much as any other mother. Adopted children are loved every bit as much as those with a biological connection to a parent. Ask any adoptive parent how horrifying it would be to think his or her adoption could be overturned years after it was final. That is exactly what has happened in this case. Well, yeah, at one of the participants' choice. VL or EL, I forget the L... They were both L's, and I'm not sure. Does she not want to be an L anymore? I, this is just nuts. And uh, I've been listening to trees falling in my forest 
all day. We've got these circulating winds. They they come from different directions. It's gusty. Uh, and it's just right to catch hangers and drop them over or uproot some of the dead trees, you know, at their root where it's rotted. So, yeah, I took a walk to see what was happening. There's a, I got a lot of work to do because there's dangerous trees hanging up. Call them widow makers. All right, it up down from crown.com. Hundreds of supporters of the Police Lives Matter movement, including widows and children of officers killed in the line of duty, were on the steps of the Austin Police Department Saturday, where they prayed, recited the Pledge of Allegiance, and held up signs with the names of their fallen heroes. Then they did what political activists have been doing in Austin for nearly 127 years. They marched on the Capitol. Waiting for them there was a slightly smaller, much louder, far more racially mixed group of Black Lives Matter supporters observing moments of silence for recent victims of questionable police conduct. How about for police killed by not questionable, terrible conduct of black Americans? How about that? On paper, there were all the ingredients for confrontation due to what was described officially as a coincidence of scheduling by the state preservation group that issues such permits. But two groups gathered on opposite north and south ends of the Capitol grounds with only modest police presence and were models of peaceful speech and protest. Speakers on both sides seemed less important than the meaning of the gatherings. Well, isn't that nice? Black Lives Matter, uh, they hanging on to that for dear life. It was just destroyed on Twitter. They don't even use it. I haven't seen a hashtag show up, that hashtag show up my inbox at all. Do you know the scheduling stuff happens all the time? I remember when our daughter was in Butte. The point of the permits is to make sure that doesn't I happen. know. They were in Butte and they scheduled a, and a fundraiser at Walmart and Wal- for the Her- American Heritage Girls and Walmart scheduled the... Uh, Girl Scouts at the same day in the same area. And the American Heritage Girls is supposed to be an organization to, against the, the yeah, so Girl it, Scouts. It replaces the Girl Scouts. It's one of one where they teach Christianity and morals and they don't let homosexuals in. Yeah. Right. So they were like across from one another, you know, two opposing just like this. But they said the Girl Scouts behaved very badly. Now, this is an op. Of course, they're taught by they're secularists. They're taught by secularists and homosexuals. Uh, of course, they're not going to behave. This is an up to me because no matter how they try to divide us, we can still be civil to one another. It's it's yeah. up to we the people. We just not we need to stop being divided. Period. Remember your pledge. All right, down from ABC Net. Dot .au I think that's Australia. Yes, it is. Iran's president Hassan Rouhani has tried to reassure a skeptical American public that crowds chanting death to America in Tehran do not mean it personally. But <laughs> I told you this is going to be a ridiculous show. 
This is just ridiculous. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the first one terrible. was ridiculous. The second one was ridiculous too because of the stupid scheduling. And now this is ridiculous. The official uncooperative ridiculous show. Welcome to it. Iran's president says crowds in Tehran chanting death to America don't mean it personally. Hassan Rouhani said the famous Friday ritual is a reaction to previous Washington policy decisions that hurt Iran. Many in the United States are still convinced that Iran, which is ultimately led by, not by Mr. Rouhani, but by Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khomeini, remains bent on their country's destruction. They are bent on Israel's destruction and our destruction, you bet. But all Muzzies will. All Muzzies will join the fight sooner or later. It's going to be, this is going to be an end time battle. Christians against the fuzzy Muzzies. Actually, no. Everybody except the fuzzy Muzzies against the fuzzy Muzzies. Anyway, I read the. It's not personal. No. I'll I'll try not to take it personal. Many in the United States are still convinced that Iran, which is ultimately led not by Rouhani, but by Khomeini, is still bent on on their country's destruction. Uh, Trying to see who they're talking. I guess they're talking about the United States, their countries, um, Israel or the United States. In an interview with 60 Minutes, due to be broadcast on Sunday, Mr. Rouhani said, what was I calling Mr. Mahani said, <clears throat> the famous Friday ritual is a reaction to the previous Washington policy decisions that hurt Iran. You're repeating yourself. In April, U.S. President Caesar Barack Obama's administration signed a deal with Mr. Mahani government to release Iran from many of the sanctions harming its economy in return for tight controls on its nuclear program. What? But, (laughs) really? Uh, But many in the U.S. are still convinced that Iran, which is ultimately not by Mr. Mahaini, but by Supreme Leader Blah Blah Khomeini, uh, remains bent on their country's destruction. And why is this author constantly repeating itself, Susan? Did you not read this article? I just don't read the same thing over and over again. In a fierce domestic American debate over the deal, opponents have often cited the regular appearance of chanting anti-American crowds as evidence of Tehran's true intentions. You know this is from ABC News, right? (laughs) Not that. But Mr. Mahaini, seen as a moderate reformer by the standards of the Islamic Republic, it's a theocratic nation. It's the Islamic Republic. Those elections mean zip. They attempted to reassure CBS interviewer Steve Croft and the wider audience. This slogan that is chanted uh, is not a slogan against the American people. Our people respect the American people, he insisted in an extract from the interview released by Communist Broadcasting Service. The Iranian people are not looking for war with any country. But, at the same time, the policies of the United States have been against the national interests of the Iranian people. It's understandable that people will demonstrate sensitivity to this issue. Yeah, every time the Ayatollah Khomeini speaks, 
to us in English. He says, oh, we love you. You're great. And then he speaks to the people. He calls us vermin and evil and vile, the great Satan, and must be, we must be vanquished. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just the American people. No, it's not. They, they can't even do that. They can't even protest without their permission. When the people rose up against the Shah, the United States aggressively supported the Shah until the last moments. In the eight-year war with Iraq, the Americans supported Saddam Hussein. People will not forget these things. We cannot forget the past, but at the same time, our gaze must be towards the future. That sounds scary. Muslim future. Yeah. There is, I, I hope there's no future for Islam. An up from the Associated Press. A Washington State animal shelter says a dog dutifully stood guard for nearly a week on, on Vashon Island to protect another dog that had fallen in a cistern. And I'm tired of figuring out their spelling errors on the fly. It's ridiculous. Grammatical errors are the worst. Do I say the word or do I have to put a different word in there or what? No wonder nobody wants to pay you for your papers anymore. Look how you write. Tilly, a setter mix, only left Phobes' side, or Phoebe's side, sorry, I think it's Phoebe, side to try to alert people of her trapped friend. Amy Carey of Vashon Island Pet Protectors says the two were found Tuesday after they were reported missing by their owners last week. Fashion Island pet protectors say volunteers looking for the pair received a call about a reddish dog being seen on someone's property a few times before promptly heading back into the ravine. Carrie says the pet protectors followed the tip and found Tilly lying beside an old cistern. Inside, rescuers found Phoebe, a basset hound on a pile of stones above the water. The dogs were cold and hungry, but otherwise unharmed. It's really quite remarkable, Carrie said. I agree. Remarkable. And not ridiculous. <clears throat> no. Good dogs. <laughs> Good dog, I should say. Uh, but where is this Vashon Island that it's so big that it has pet protectors? Do we have pet protectors in the United What is this? Pet protectors. It's like Ghostbusters. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a short break. Young Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned. Cause we'll be right back. We are the socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy 
proceeds of $500,000 and above. A man aged 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Grandma, can you come out and play? Sure, Ellie. Oh, my. You might want to come here and help Grandma. What's the matter, Grandma? Can't you stand? Oh, sorry, honey. It's my knees. They don't work the way they used to. Does this ever happen to you? Are you on Medicare? You may qualify for a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost to you. Call the health hotline to see if you qualify. Our friendly agents are standing by 24-7 to help you. We also have braces for your shoulder, ankle, or back pain. And if you're covered by Medicare, you may qualify for free delivery. Grandma, slow down. I can't keep up. Maybe you can use a knee brace too, Ellie. (laughs) Catch me if you can, kiddo. Call now to get your pain-relieving knee brace. 800-368-6704. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. This is the first time in a long, 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 long time that you went through the ups and downs in the first half hour. That's ne- that's unprecedented for you. It's not the first half hour. It's the first 40 minutes. 
still. You usually go to the top of the hour, and then we come back, and we still have more. Obviously, you didn't get good ones. They were really good ones. They were self-explanatory. I talked as much as I could. What do you want me to say? I don't talk just for the sake of talking. All right. Of course, she has to push a button. I do. Yeah, you do. Aren't you prepared? No, she's not prepared for class. I'm not prepared today for class, no. Well, because I keep not having my computer. Get with it. You've had your computer all day. <laughs> push the button already. I don't have the button to push. Why not? Because I forgot to upload it. The only one I have is this one, and I don't know if people even remember How this. can I find This one. This is what I'm I have. I'm going to fire you. Yeah, well, <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't fooled with your Beretta. I didn't think he even had a gun. I but thought he had a shotgun. They're still try- he's still working. <laughs> By the way, the rules are going to be finalized. The BATFE are still, since we reported this, it's not like they stopped doing because we told on them. They're still going to come out with new rules on gun control. They're gonna just they're gonna make new rules like they did for the waters of the United States. Anyway, an armed citizen story <clears throat> from KVOA.com. No, 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 no. You didn't read the Second Amendment report starting with an armed citizen story, which uh, is me. I th- think you understand that guns and the Second Amendment go together. Right, but I have to read an armed citizen story first. It doesn't say that. The Second Amendment report, starting with an armed citizen story, then an armed citizen story. The second one is a different story. But you usually play Susan will read. Well, I didn't this time. Well, get with your program, Susan. I don't know. What the, <laughs> you've been doing this for almost 10 years now. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read an armed citizen's story from America's First Freedom from the NRA. Get over it. Kim and Jim Fee, owners of Rob's Quick Stop were suspicious when a young man wearing a black bandana over his face entered the store around 9.15 a.m. Um, someone with a black bandana around their face, uh, I would have just probably just shot them. <laughs> Come on. Would, I, yeah. What the heck are they thinking? <laughs> with firearm in hand, the masked robber rounded the counter and headed for the cash register. Jim immediately drew his three eighty caliber handgun and aimed at the assailant. Surprised to find a pistol aimed back at him, the suspect fled. The suspect is reportedly still at large and no injuries were sustained during the incident. It's the Kitsap Sun, Birmingham, Washington, 822-14. Okay, we don't like this one. And why I don't like it is because I would have shot him in the back because now this guy's out still to do this to somebody else. it depends on the local laws like i know in new york the law you can shoot them in the back because they're considered dangerous to the public <clears throat> but in many places they don't have that and it's odd because you can't have a gun there but you know i mean upstate and all you can but it's getting harder and harder even upstate new york now they gotta have what 
what is it, maximum five rounds or something? Yes, yes, they did. They put that into effect. They did. Amazing. Now I got to carry around a magazine with em- with that's partially empty. Actually, five rounds mostly empty. All right, and I have a lot from KBOA.com. When a jury gathers next week for the trial of two men charged with the murder of a U.S. federal agent, it will not hear any details of how two guns found at the murder scene were part of the U.S. government-sanctioned weapon program, a federal judge has ruled. Hey, I just thought of something. This raspberry pie is so small and so cheap on energy, I bet you could make a drone out of it. You could use it as the mind of the and communications for the drone. <laughs> he has been playing with this thing all week long, and he's finding all kinds of applications for it. <laughs> yeah, weather station. Uh, <clears throat> Friday morning, U.S. District Court Judge David Berry. I guess. I guess originally they were people who buried people. His name was Berry, as in. You're buried. Agreed the U.S. prosecutors keep the details of Operation Fast and Furious. Remember about this, ladies and gentlemen? Operation Fast and Furious. <clears throat> Out of the upcoming trial for the murder of U.S. Border Patrol agent Brian Terry. And that's why it's in federal court, because it's a federal agent. Susan asked me earlier. Now, they don't want you to hear Operation Fast and Furious. They think you forgot all about Operation Fast and Furious. They thought you would never say or hear the phrase Operation Fast and Furious again. And how many times have I said that in just these few seconds? Operation Fast and Furious. They're keeping the guns that were responsible for the killing of the border agent, Brian Terry, out of the trial. This is, that's that's a cover-up. Plain and simple. Judge is just complicit. Terry was killed in a firefight with a crew of armed Mexican men who were scouting the desert in search of drug smugglers to rob. Two AK-47 variants were found at the crime scene. Those rifles were purchased in a gun-tracking operation overseen by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Farms, and Explosives. Operation Fast and Furious, ATF officials had hoped weapons purchased at a Glendale gun store would eventually turn up in the hands of high-level Mexican drug traffickers. Whoever wrote this article is in the tank for the administration. Instead, the ATF lost track of more than 1,400 guns. The two found at Terry's death were part of the operation congressional investigators later found. No, because the gun-running operation Gunrunner was set up by uh, GW... And they had track. They had tracking chips in all the guns. They tracked every step of the way. They were working with Mexican officials on the other side of the border. The program. That's how the program was running. Now Obamaus gets in, and there's no more, no more people south of the border to coordinate with. They're not allowed to do X, Y, or Z. But they're told to let the guns go when they call the office. That you, well, they they want to. You want us to grab them now? No, let the guns walk, and we'll see what happens. Now, that's purely irresponsible. No trackers, no tracking, 
no south of the border cooperation from the Mexicans, and on top of it, these guns show up at the murder scene of one of our very own. And if you don't think that's enough reason to question the administration's right to be in office, then you need your head examined. Ivan Soto Barraza and Jesus Lionel Sanchez Meza were apprehended in Mexico two years later. The U.S. asked the judge this summer to keep the details of Fast and Furious out of the Myrtle trial, stating it was irrelevant. Really? It is irrelevant that our guns, did our, our own people did an illegal straw purchase to send guns across the border to drug cartels. What I want you to answer is And that's well, irrelevant. I know. The other th- I'm so glad that you di- got into detail of the background because a lot of people have forgotten about this. This is why has it taken number 1 almost 5 years for this to happen? This trial to even start. 3 years from the time of capture. Okay. Still, 3 freaking years. I told you about the, how wonderful our judicial system runs, right? The other thing is, why were the U.S. prosecutors, they're supposed to be prosecuting these criminals, want the guns Because the administration made a phone call and twisted their arm. That's oh, he, with his phone and his pen? That's right. And yes, the, and yes he did. Oh, yes, they did. <clears throat> anyway. Barry, Barry agreed. He's burying evidence named appropriately. I agree with one exception. I can't find any relevance. Expect if the government should open its door. <laughs> I am sick. I I'm know. not gonna. I'm not gonna try and fix it. I'm, I'm just gonna read it. You're gonna like, read what they they wrote, right? I'm gonna get sick of this. I was gonna ask you if you wanted me. I was gonna change that. Actually, I should do that for you. <laughs> I can't I find any re- relevance. Expect if, except maybe, uh, if the government should open the door, he said. That didn't even make sense. If the government brings up the origins of the guns found, Barry ruled, that defendants can then bring up Fast and Furious. Barry ordered the defendants not to refer to or elicit any testimony regarding Operation Fast and Furious. Understood? So now, not only are they burying this, they're going to change someone's testimony. They're going to change our speech. He's supporting perjury as you speak right now. Uh, Because it's it's something called an act of omission. Just because you didn't lie doesn't mean you didn't tell a lie. If you knew the truth and didn't tell the truth, then you told a lie. Even Even though you don't say anything. It's an act of omission. In this case, sin of omission... But I don't know the law regarding that. It doesn't seem like anybody gets actually punished for perjury anymore anyway, except, oh yeah, that one Republican that uh, they had to throw someone in jail because no law was broken, no CIA covert CIA agent's name was released. No, there was no, she wasn't even a covert, uh, She's a, she was an analyst, she had a desk at Langley, she had a parking spot with her name on it. It wasn't a secret that she works for the CIA. But that bringing that up, because notice, Scooter Liberty went to prison for what? Perjury. 
because he misspoke. But what? wait, what happened to Bill Clinton after he got out of office? He committed, we saw him commit perjury. We saw him on the stand. Commit, he said he never had sex with that woman. And now he's saying, now his way of getting out of it was, well, it depends on what your definition of sex is. Uh, I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Clinton walks and Scooter Livery, nothing, nothing wrong, nothing bad happened. He went to jail. He actually committed a crime by sexually harassing his underlings. They are his underlings. If he was a CEO, he would be behind bars right now. Or certainly out of a job and sued to death. Earlier this week, U.S. prosecutors also proposed a series of questions for jurors. Has anyone been exposed to publicity from any source pertaining to the death of Border Patrol agent Brian Terry? I would hope the whole country has. I would hope everybody has by now. If not, start spreading the word. It then stated in his proposal, although not relevant to the charges against the defendants in this case, has anyone heard of an operation conducted by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, commonly referred to as Fast and Furious? Finally, the United States wrote, if any jurors answer either or both questions in the affirmative, the United States requests that the court conduct an individual inquiry of that jurors outside the presence of the entire veneer members. What's a veneer? I, I don't Other know. veneer members? I don't care. What I do care about is that we might as well be living in... Yes, this is this is bad. This, this is, is out really now cover-up. Yes, not only that, they're going after people. Yes, and now they... Yeah, if you know about it, you must be a bad person. They're going to so, put you on the list. Yeah, they're going to investigate your finances, your family, the whole nine yards. All they have to do is put you on a list because they said you you're, you did some, said some subversive or, or harboring subversive material. Uh, believe me, anybody in this country could be put behind bars if the government wants to do it. Especially with the new mental disorder definitions that we've uncovered. Yeah, I, I beg conservatives to stay away from the mental health diatribe that's profoundly stupid who decides who's mentally ill or not and that's the problem it'll be a government doctor i'm sure so it'll be oh yeah everybody that for any reason they yeah they're gonna be on a list no guns okay this is really serious brian because we might as well be back in england under king george this is what they did to all of us back then this is why we we need to we need to read the declaration of independence again by the way this this judge needs to be removed and imprisoned for this this is he's not supposed to cover up for the government that's not a judge's job a judge's job is to apply the law not subvert the law although you wouldn't tell by their opinions with that we're going to go to a break it's on a cooperative radio show you stay tuned cause we'll be right back Since 2003, Crutchfield and Toshiba, their employees, and the Charlottesville, Virginia community have made it possible to send portable DVD players, DVDs, MP3 players, and digital cameras for the bringing relief and video overseas, 
also known as Bravo. This is the way that these companies and communities are thanking our armed forces for their service and sacrifice, and to let their loved ones at home know that their sacrifice is appreciated. What have you done for our soldiers lately? To find out more about the program, log on to crutchfield.com and do a search for Bravo. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. And now, a word from our founding fathers. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Read the Constitution. After all, it was written for you. Hi, I'm Stuart Shepard. This is Stoplight. If you change a light bulb, you get a new light. If you change a tire, you get a new tire. If you change a baby, you keep the baby, you get a new diaper. Right? That's right. But now you can apparently run for president without knowing how to make change. You understand that in this election, the greatest risk we can take is to try the same old politics with the same old players and expect a different result. The change we need doesn't come from Washington. Change comes to Washington. Leon Panetta, Obama's pick for CIA, was chief of staff under Bill Clinton. The same old politics. Rahm Emanuel, Obama's chief of staff, was a senior advisor under Bill Clinton. With the same old players. Robert Reich, one of Obama's economy gurus, was Secretary of Labor under Bill Clinton. The same old politics. Eric Holder, Obama's pick for Attorney General, was Deputy Attorney General under Bill Clinton. Carol Browner, Obama's global warming guru, ran the EPA under Bill Clinton. Susan Rice, Obama's pick for the UN, was an Assistant Secretary of State under Bill Clinton. The same old politics with the same old players. Ironically, one person who did not have any truly official position in the Clinton administration is Obama's pick for Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton. I can't wait to see what hope means. to Brokeback Mountain, return to Saddle Sore Canyon. You know, Lindsay, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail, away from all the other Republicans, with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different, feel different. 
You know what I mean. You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. But I have an uncomfortable feeling that this prosperity isn't something on which we can base our hopes for the future. No nation in history has ever survived a tax burden that reached a third of its national income. Today, 37 cents out of every dollar earned in this country is the tax collector's share. And yet our government continues to spend $17 million a day more than the government takes in. We haven't balanced our budget 28 out of the last 34 years. We've raised our debt limit three times in the last 12 months. And now our national debt is one and a half times bigger than all the combined debts of all the nations of the world. We have $15 billion in gold in our treasury. We don't own an ounce. Foreign dollar claims are $27.3 billion. And we've just had announced that the dollar of 1939 will now purchase 45 cents in its total value. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 2, and we're talking about Fast and Furious, and the court and the government. Covering it up and going after jurors. Yes. Again, we're under King George. This is what our founding fathers specifically did not want to happen. Read the Declaration of Independence. You'll be surprised how much of those charges fit. Now, I want to ask you a question because you're always saying that the judge's ruling is actually only an opinion. But in this case, does he get to set the, the rules of what can be? This is the way, yes, judges have stolen this power unto themselves, yes. Um, they can do whatever they want, it seems. Nobody brings them up on ethics charges, ever. I, you don't ever hear about it. You know, that used to happen. It, lawyers don't do that anymore because judges have become too powerful. They're, they're hearing cases that none of their business. I mean, I keep going on. But it, in this case, it happened in a state, even though it was a federal employee, I, I would have left it to the state personally. But in this quagmire of unconstitutional nonsense, they, they call our government. Uh, they can do pretty much whatever they want. Oh, no. The kitties. <laughs> okay. No. Release the kitties. Just wanted to make sure you got to hear the beginning of it. <laughs> yeah. That's his alarm. <laughs> I hope you liked it. I like, I do. I get a I get a kick out of it every time I hear it. Anyway, what you're talking about is the the unconstitutionality of the jury, judicial system. Uh, John Stossel, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it yesterday. I was listening to it on the uh, Sirius Satellite Radio. He did an entire show on just what you're talking about. He said the whole system is made for us to worship these guys in black robes. I mean, it's like a whole ceremony. You have to stay, stand up. You have to say the honorable. They sit up in a, this you know seat higher than you. 
And he said his trial, he had got sued by one of the people that he did a, a report on when he was working for ABC. When he, What was the name of that show he used to do? When he used to go around and shame catch on these, you. Shame on you. Okay. So he actually got sued by the, one of the people he did Shame on You. He said even though he won, he didn't win. It was like it took three years, number one, to even get it to trial. Number two, the... the It could take 10 years for civil cases. Exactly. And he said that the... Um, Lawyers the, are the only one making any money. That's what he said. Yeah. He said, and they purposely do this so that the hours, they yep. build up the hours and build mm-hmm. up the hours and build up the hours. Yep. And the judges go along with it because they used to be what? Old lawyers. Yep. This is what he said. On his show. And he had a whole panel and he had a whole bunch of people come in and they were talking about how many laws we have. Okay. The criminal system. Screw that. I can tell you just from going to civil court, the the amount of work that you have to do before you ever go to court. And it was a non-jury case. It was a judge, a bench trial, which I shouldn't have no. allowed. You go to court, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you call for a jury. I was under the impression this was a good guy. Uh, not you know, and found out otherwise. But long before I got to the court, I don't understand why we had to go to, into the courtroom. Every single thing about the case on both sides was known to the judge already, according to their own rules. After the final conference, no other evidence evidence can be brought into the trial. Oh, he allowed that though, uh, but uh, but it's not supposed to. So basically, he knew everything he needed to know to make a decision, and he made me go through the a whole eight hours of court trial. I was I was out of it by mid by midday because of my sickness. I was just crushed. I didn't have my medicine. I didn't have my glasses because I no, nothing worked that day. I was supposed to wake up for court. My alarm didn't go off. The rooster didn't wake me up. Both of those things always happen. And then my daughter was supposed to call me just as a third. And none of that happened. I woke up late and I had to rush out of here. It takes over an hour to get from here to court and. He was pissed. Well, and the other thing is... If <laughs> I you had to have, pay $50 for being in contempt of court. If you have any kind of a disability, uh, you bring that up ASAP. Because they have to make special compensation for you. Yeah, don't don't try and be... Don't Not try and like the people. Don't try and be nice to them. Just do everything you can do if you have to. But I advise just don't... If you have any choice, do not go to court. And if you can choose a civil court, if you can choose... Small claims over uh, district court, I would take small claims. All right. um, From the S, O-Shaded Press. A nationwide push allowing schools to buy portable barricade devices they can set up if an active shooter uh, enters their building has school security and fire experts questioning whether they're really safe. Those opposed to the devices say they're complicated to install under stress and could lead to dangerous unintended consequences, including blocking authorities from an attacker inside a classroom. Now, we haven't done this story, but I did read about it. The um, recruiting centers for our Marines, they're going to get these barricades, too, in between their cubicles instead of firearms. That's what their answer is. This is not the same thing. Um, Don't mix stories. I'm, that draft we talked about. The devices have gained popularity in the wake of the Virginia Tech and Sandy Hook massacres and a 2012 shooting in the Cleveland suburb of Chardon that killed three students. Some manufacturers post real life 9 11 school emergency 
calls to their websites along with scary actor reenactments of intrusions. Regardless of such sales tactics, many parents have legitimate concerns about keeping their children safe in an area in an era of mass shootings. I'll help you out. Stop dropping them off at the child abuse centers. I understand that these devices will not save all lives, but for my son, I want his teacher to have multiple layers of protection, said Aaron West, whose seven-year-old son attends Southwest Licking Schools in... Licking Schools? What? Southwest Licking Schools in Central Ohio, in testimony before lawmakers this spring. They're so bad, I don't trust the words they put down. Uh, that's, that's actually a school? Southwest Licking? There's a town called Licking? Some devices slide under a door, while others attach to a door handle. Some require holes drilled into the floor for security pins. Although every apartment in Manhattan has those. There's a metal piece they put in the floor, and then you have a bar that goes into that and into a metal spot on the door. You're not going to get that door open without taking it off its hinges. Uh, But they also have double steel, heavy-duty steel doors, too. Uh, So, just saying. But, uh, and all the barricades, forget it. Oh, I'm going to hide behind the whiteboard. All right, well, when I'm done shooting everybody else, I'll come around the whiteboard and shoot you. The only way to make teachers safe and the students safe in the classroom is for the adult to be armed. But the National Association of State Fire Marshals says such devices could put people inside classrooms in peril and run counter to recommendations made after December 2012 Sandy Hook slings. Critics say the devices could allow someone looking to do harm an easy way to cut victims off from help. A better solution is doors that lock from the inside and can be opened from the outside with a key, said Jim Narva, the association's national director. It also has to be bulletproof. The group sites searched by Sandy Hook Commission that found no shooter has ever breached the locked classroom door. They didn't have to. They just went to one that was unlocked. Alice, a national security training organization based in northeastern Ohio, recommends barricading classroom doors with desks and tables from inside in case of an active shooter. The group won't endorse specific door devices out of concern some may violate fire codes. Better products may emerge in the future, and schools may be over-reliant on the device alone. This is analogous to buying fire extinguishers for your building but not training the building occupants how to respond during a fire, according to the organization. Arkansas, Kansas, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Stan are among states that have updated their fire or building codes in recent years to allow the devices, in some cases over the objection of state fire or building code officials. Schools today are dealing with a different evil that requires extra protection, said Daniel Hogan, a co-founder of Conway, Arkansas-based Unlocket Security, which markets a device in several states, including Arkansas, Missouri, and Oklahoma. We don't have to just stick with be scared and terrified and not know what to do. 
There are all kinds of options that we can do out there, Hogan said. In Lake Stevens, Washington, the district school district used a $44,000 state grant to buy 700 devices made by Michiganistan-based Nightlock, which secure a door by dropping a pin into a floor receptacle. In Sturges, Michiganistan, the district bought about 250 Nightlock devices. Boonville Schools in Arkansas bought about 150 U-Locket devices and installed them for this school for this school year. Richard Harvey, the retired fire chief and mentor east of Cleveland, supported the local district's decision to buy barricade devices when he was in office. It makes more sense to have a barrier against violence than keep a passage unsecured on the off chance of a fire, he told Ohio State lawmakers in May. Tom Minsberg, a retired Michigan State trooper who runs Critical Incident Management, Inc., a security training company, said he believes the Nightlock devices provide appropriate protection, but eventually he'd like to see all schools invest in solid doors and frames with bulletproof glass and one-motion locks on the inside. After all, let's just keep spending our money. Uh, Let the teachers buy, carry, and use their own firearms. Costs nothing. Again, another ridiculous story. This is ridiculous. Barricades. What if if it's not a shooter? It's a bomber. You think they're going to go to schools if you harden up like that, that I could have bombs? You're not thinking anything through. No, they're not. And what they're doing is they're imprisoning our children even more. This is like a prison. Again, the ridiculous show. Ridiculous. If you look at a lot of school shootings, a simple locked door would have prevented a lot of carnage, Minsberg said. It would not have. You, you, you act like these shooters have never been inside the school. That they don't know what kind of security measures exist. Of course they do. They plan things. They case. They plan. They they train. Then they attack. Now, if they're not going to be able to get the doors, they're going to come up with something else. If or well, they'll go to a softer target like the mall. Every- but you never know how to turn. You know, you're just taking them from the school free gun free zone and sending them to the mall gun free zone. How many of these mass shootings, it's kind of full, <laughs> be careful. How many of these mass shootings, and you're absolutely correct, they did case before. I think every single one of them. I know for a fact that the Chattanooga shooting, he was gone, went to church a couple of times there just to see what it was like. So like you said, he could case and then come back. Right. They don't just walk in. Everyone thinks because the reporting is so horrific and they're not releasing all the information. Everyone thinks that these people just walk in randomly. They do not. They have plans. Right. And if you just do the barricades, they'll either not go to the school, which would be a bonus. But if they're determined to take out the school, they just plant bombs. And meanwhile, you just barricaded all, all the, the children kids. into all the rooms. And I'm wiring the whole building to blow up. Wow. Not a very good idea now, is it? Look, these people are idiots. They, they want to kill people before they have they die themselves. <laughs> they're, they're on the crazy drugs that the government forces on everybody. And that's the other thing they don't talk about. It's always some kind of psychotic drug, ADHD drugs 
or antidepressants. Well, we just so, we, sodium, uh, serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Watch those things. Those things are bad. You get you get a serotonin storm. Forget it. Well, and they, we reported last show about the Paxil that they're giving this stuff out to our kids like candy. Not the Paxil. Paxil. <laughs> Not the Paxil. Again, ridiculous. But. You're right. They're not reporting on it, so we're not hearing the whole story. And if you read the book, and I forgot the name of the book, um, one of the detectives that were uh, investigating, what was the first shooting we heard about with the teenagers? That was in Columbine. Columbine. Yeah, but everyone knows how they had tapes of them preparing for this. They had floor plans, everything. But that's what the that's what they found out. And I saw an obscure thing. I think it was on Infowars that the shooting in. Um, Colorado, again, I don't know what's with Colorado. We actually lived in that place um, in Colorado, that town in the Aurora? theater. Aurora. We actually lived there for three months. Yeah, the, the stupid theater thing. Right. They found out he did as well. He, I think Alex Jones brought it out. He had floor plans of the theater. That's how he could be so effective. Right. They, they, they're not just going, you know, I'm going to buy a gun today and go kill a bunch of people. Like, all the gun nuts make you believe you know the anti-gun nuts no people that have guns are nuts people who don't have guns are nuts because there's dumb enough to buy into the fact that the police are there to protect them even the police aren't taught that do your analogy okay if you insist okay let, let's do a little a little i don't know what to call it exercise you're sitting here right now listening to the show. Tonight, tomorrow, the next night, next year, I don't know. Look in front of you. Do you see a police officer? No? Look to your right. Do you see a police officer? No? How about your left? Behind you? Under you? Above you? No? You don't see a cop anywhere, right? Well, then it can't possibly protect you. Because... If I'm going to kick down your door, you've got a second to make a decision before it's over. A second. You've got to make a split-second decision. You have to protect yourself, your family, and your property. It's no one else's responsibility. This is even, even the court said it, it. The Supreme Court said it, it. It went all the way to Supreme Court. They said, no, municipality and the police are not responsible for keeping their citizens safe. They want to take your guns away. They want to say, "Oh, don't learn about how to be how to be a martial artist or how to use knives or or anything to make you be able to protect yourself where you live." Oh, just trust us. Just, just don't worry. That's nonsense. You don't have to worry about that. I know. I know. Carrying a gun is a chore, but it's a chore that you just have to. It's it's necessary. You're seeing how bad it's getting. It's going to get worse. And if they succeed in bringing down this economy, it's going to be a lot worse. Yeah, I know. I'll just pick up guns off the street. I've heard that too. You have to live long enough. So you better have a gun, know how to use it, have plenty of ammo for it. I I would suggest uh, if you only going to get one gun and you're not out in the plains... A shotgun. You can hunt with it. You can kill birds with it, deer with it, people with it. 
and it's cheap. And that's that's real important. You can get a cheap shotgun, a Mossberg or a or a Remington, and it it's good in all occasions. You get specialized rounds for them. Obviously, if you live in an apartment, I would recommend shotguns without special rounds. But I wouldn't recommend any gun without special rounds. I used to carry my 357 Derringer with uh, Glazer safety slugs. Um, it's got like a, a plastic tip on it and inside a bunch of metal frag- fragments. And it won't go through two sheets of sheetrock. And it would have been, it would be absolutely appropriate for airplanes as well. Although, oh my God, they'll shoot some, put a hole in the plane. Emergency decompression. A glazer safety slugs will not go through the aluminum. It's always someone that knows nothing about guns that has all the opinions. Have you noticed? Oh, we got to have guns, guns are this, guns are that. Don't own a gun, never shot a gun, didn't take any training for a gun, doesn't know anything about a gun, never read a gun magazine probably, but going to tell you all about what the big bad guns do. And they don't do it. I was real ticked off when I saw a sheriff that was actually going along with that reporter with that nonsense. He was trying to show the difference between two rifles uh, on cement blocks. And it was absolute crap because it, it was fully auto versus semi-auto. And he just did a real slow, lame thing with the semi-auto, you know. And then full auto, you blasted apart the cement blocks. See, a much more powerful weapon. It, you're firing the same round and the same rifle. How could it be a far more powerful rep weapon? That's that's impossible. Just, um, but he was complicit in that little game. It was it was shown that they. They cut the film and changed it, you know, so that look, the first one didn't didn't do any damage, and the second one went right through the cement block. Uh, fully auto just means you hold the trigger, and as long as you hold the trigger, bullets are going to come out the other end. And if you hold it too long, you'll melt your barrel. Well, it's just like when I first got my little grubby hands on a gun. I didn't know anything about it either. And I'll never forget, I have to tell the folks, especially our new listeners... Brian left, we've lived in the middle of nowhere down in the woods and swamps in Florida. And he left me alone, gave me a gun. And he said, I'm gone. He went to town and he wanted me to be protected. He had shot, told me how to shot, you know, we had shot it and the shotgun and all that. Right. Yep. Okay. But still being the little lib that I am, I thought that the gun would go off by itself because that's what everybody tells me. Okay. Coming from Long Island, New York. I drop the gun in the middle of the kitchen and scream like a banshee and run into the bedroom because I thought dropping the gun would the gun would go off and kill me. I showed you I hit it with a hammer. <laughs> I, I hit the I hit the hammer with a hammer. That's you can't get any worse than that. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. And guns I, are nowadays are extremely safe and I I you know, I recognize, I recommend uh, semi-autos over pistols uh, because even when it comes to uh, liability now, the Glocks are more reliable in all kinds of environments than revolvers are. I've had problems with revolvers uh, that you're not supposed to have, but, you know, that's the way, that's the way the world works. Uh, so I, a wheel gun is too many downsides to it. I wouldn't get it unless it was one of those 
45 AC, um, 45 long Colt that also shoot 410 shotgun shells. Those things are cool. You should get them. They've got, now because of these guns that shoot the shotgun, the 410, they have all kinds of cool self-defense ammo for the 410 now. And a 410, that's nothing. I mean, kid, that's where you start kids on a 410 shotgun. Shoots a 410 shotgun shell. Yeah, but it's out of a pistol. Yeah, trust me. I saw some guy shooting it at the range, a video of him, and he had no problems with it at all. It didn't hurt his hand. Uh, but, man, those discs that fly out of that one type of ammo shredded the target. Uh, it was pretty impressive. Well, that's one of the things that you do say to people that are first learning to shoot. You've said it repeatedly. Especially with women, you need to have something that's not going to like kick your butt and throw you back. Well, for your defense <laughs> weapon, it's okay. I mean, that might be a little too much kick for a, a small woman. But no matter, you have to start on a twenty-two. Don't buy just just buy a twenty-two for your first weapon in practice. It's cheaper. Uh, you can get ammo cheaper. It's, although all ammo's gotten ridiculously expensive, uh, I think that's gone up threefold. Uh, Walmart, you know, brick five hundred ammo. Well, that's 22. why you wouldn't let anybody teach me, but you, because you said that the men do that. Um, you know, yeah, they, they ruin it. Like, hey, try this gun here. It's a it's a four fifty five Casul. Uh, no, <laughs> don't try that gun. Well, uh, our neighbor, she even bought a heavy duty gun, and the first time she fired, if it, she said if it wasn't for her husband standing she behind it because her. I, because she asked me a lot of questions about it, and she wanted it specifically for bears when they go yeah, but mushroom she never, hunting. She never shot a gun before. But the thing is, yeah, you get that gun to carry for the bear. But you have to learn how to shoot on some, on yeah, a twenty two, right? Because otherwise, you're gonna. It's going to hurt you. You're going to get a flinch, and you're going to have a bad habit for life. Well, she never picked it up again. The thing threw her like a... Well, would you? A couple of things. I don't know how she... What's wrong with Jesse? Why didn't they come over here and do it so I could have gave her some tips? I have no idea. None. Whatsoever. See, again, a man, ego, all that. He doesn't know anything about guns. Uh, but he's going to... He'll teach her. It's the, that's, the, that's a macho approach, and the macho approach doesn't work for women. If women start nice and conservatively, they will not develop any bad habits because they have no egos. They they listen to what they're told. And it's just been my experience that the ones that do that, listen, ask questions, practice, th- those women far better shots than the men. I see new shooters, like, bypass old shooters at their range, it, you know, competition. Uh Women just naturally better because they they don't have hang ups. They don't have oh, I got to shoot a I got to shoot a cannon, and uh, you know that's why all men pretty much have a flinch unless they trained themselves out of it and or did what I recommended start with twenty twos. The all this all the things about shooting is exactly the same whether it's a twenty two or a fifty caliber cannon. Okay, it's just all the same principles. Sight picture. It's all the same. So it makes sense to learn on a twenty two, which is cheaper, almost no recoil, not too loud. You know, it, it's a, it makes sense to learn that way. And then when you're ready, you transfer over to a bigger gun. But not till you're ready, not till you've got shooting down. And I, I would say this for people who want to do, uh, you know, Concealed handgun shoots at the range and stuff like that. Uh, 
by all means, start with a 22. Ask them if you can run through with them with, with your 22, and uh, and they usually will say yes. They just won't count your score against anybody else's, obviously. But, yeah, you'll get to learn all the same things, and you get to shoot the 22, which isn't a pain in the butt. And after you get all your training, after you know how to shoot, that's that's when you can look for a bigger caliber gun. But always keep into, you might want to try other people's guns that you're thinking of before you do it, because it's all personal to how much recoil any individual wants or can handle. So, again, slower is better. Rifles should be the first thing you learn. If you want to be a hunter or, you know, in a militia kind of thing. So you'd start with long guns. They're much easier to shoot. Now, handgun, handgun though, if you're in it for self-defense, you go right for the handgun because you're not going to carry a rifle. It's, nobody carries a rifle around. You know, you carry a rifle on people get freaked out more than you got a handgun. Yeah, you know what? That's what I didn't understand about that show, The Rifleman. Oh, that was a long time ago. That's a lever action rifle. Nobody gets upset about a lever action rifle. No, but I mean, he I can carry that everywhere. thing. I can carry that thing everywhere through town, other than people thinking it was cool and wanted to take a look at it, which I wouldn't allow it. Uh, they, they they wouldn't have a problem with it. I just, but if I walk through the same stores with an AR-15, yeah, I know. I'm trying to use generic terms that everybody understands. Uh, so you know, you're carrying your. In my case, Bushmaster. It's a black gun, and it's military-like, and it's scary. It's the other gun's nostalgic. That was scary. I I had a guy who did that in the desert with a cop. Uh, two incidents. He was same thing. He had uh, it wasn't a lever action, which would be cooler. He had the uh, ranch gun, two twenty-three ranch gun, Ruger. Um, and when he had that with the removal magazine and everything, and Woodstock. He walked right up to the police officer, put the rifle against the the side of the car, had a conversation with him. No problems. Next, next time he was hunting with his AR, well, that didn't go over. So he, the cop was like, he pulled the gun out and said, hands up, put your hands where I can see them. Uh, totally freaked out. Why? What's the difference? The The Ruger 223 had, had the same exact magazine, the same exact ammunition. As the other gun. The only difference was it looked different. <laughs> it's still a two twenty three, still semi-automatic. One, Which means you pull the trigger once, you get one bullet, one round, that's it. Um, so you can pull it fast, but you only get one per trigger pull. Uh, you'd be surprised how fast I could shoot, though. Uh, now, that, that was just... Uh, one instance of it. I saw a video on YouTube where the guy was trying, showing the same thing. He had invested in. Uh, he had the 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 Ruger Ranch Gun 223 stainless steel, blah blah, uh, the wooden stock, and he's showing it and everything. And it, you know, everyone, oh, that's a nice shot. Now watch this, and it just unscrews one thing, pulls the whole stock off, puts a black plastic futuristic stock on it. And now the gun has completely transformed itself into an assault weapon. That's the difference between assault weapon and any other gun. That way it looks. And we're going to have to take a short break. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned. Cause we'll be right back.
This is Jeff Carlisi from the Band 38 Special. Let us never forget that police lives matter. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Grandma, can you come out and play? Sure, Ellie. Oh, my. You might want to come here and help Grandma. What's the matter, Grandma? Can't you stand? Oh, sorry, honey. It's my knees. They don't work the way they used to. Does this ever happen to you? Are you on Medicare? You may qualify for a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost to you. Call the health hotline to see if you qualify. Our friendly agents are standing by 24-7 to help you. We also have braces for your shoulder, ankle, or back pain. And if you're covered by Medicare, you may qualify for free delivery. Grandma, slow down. I can't keep up. Maybe you can use a knee brace too, Ellie. (laughs) Catch me if you can, kiddo. Call now to get your pain-relieving knee brace. 800-368-6704. 800-368-6704. That's 800-368-6704. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. Okay. And welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Uh, my keyboard's on. You have to suck it up. Okay. Time for the dumbass segment. Dumbass Virginia School from Fox News. 
More than 20 Western Virginia high school students were suspended Thursday after holding a rally to protest a new policy banning vehicles with Confederate flag symbols from the school parking lot and refusing to take off clothing displaying the symbol. Sounds like a First Amendment problem to me. It's my car. I'll put on it what I want. It's public school. You don't get to keep me off public grounds. Well, I'm glad to see that these kids are doing civil disobedience, and hopefully we'll see more of that before there's a bloody revolution, ladies and gentlemen. If I if I really lived any place where I cared about this, I, I would paint my truck, which is red, the Defender, in stars <laughs> and bars. It would be a giant Confederate flag. And I'd drive it around for no apparent reason, wasting gas, just to drive that around. Again, political correctness run amok. We're going to be crushed because of political correctness. Yeah, I guess I can't teach about the history either, right? Nope, 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 nope. I got a question for you. How do you learn from your mistakes when you're not even allowed to study them? Oh... Because they want to repeat it. They want slavery again. And don't think they don't think they've got most of the black people in America as slaves right now. You're on the government. They're on the government dole. They are slaves as far as they're concerned. They stay. They live in inner city ghettos. Uh, they, they have a substandard life. Trust me, I worked there for seven years. That's no life for anybody. I take a garbage bag, throw my clothes in it, throw it over my shoulder, and walk out of there. Just keep walking till you hit some place where there's not so many people. All right, so uh, Christiansburg High School senior Houston Miller, who organized, he's well, he's named after Sam Houston, so who organized the rally, said he doesn't believe the administration should be able to tell students what they can wear or put on their vehicle. He said he doesn't intend to back down and is encouraging more students to show their support for the Flag Friday. I feel like I should have the right to wear whatever I want, and I'm standing up for this, Miller said. The dress code at the school in Christiansburg, both Blacksburg along Interstate 81, prohibits students from wearing articles that reflect adversely on people because of race, gender, or other factors. A new policy this fall bans students from having Confederate symbols on their vehicles in the parking lot. Confederate symbols have come back under increased public scrutiny since the June 17 massacre of nine black worshipers at a church in Charleston, South Carolina. Dylan Roof the white man charged in the slayings had been photographed holding a Confederate battle flag. What about the one that was photographed holding the rainbow flag? I think we should ban the rainbow flag. Let's all ban the rainbow flag. The rainbow flag. The rainbow flag. And anyway, that it, that offends me. Uh, all that gay stuff offends me, so we can't have any of that in school. The 21 students who refused to remove their Confederate flag clothing were initially given in-school suspensions, said Brenda Drake, a spokeswoman for Montgomery County Schools. But 15 of them were sent home for the day after being loud and disruptive. 
Another two students were suspended for additional days. Drake said the school values the students' First Amendment rights, but has to maintain a safe and orderly environment, and with that means you could do anything you want, right? Right. She said incidents of racial tension at the school have made the ban necessary, but did not specify what the incidents were and didn't immediately respond to further requests for comment. They've all got their talking points. If you noticed, of the school's 1,100 students, 83% are white and 8% are black, state data shows. We are not issuing a judgment on the flag, but know that not allowing it at CHS supports a peaceful educational environment. No, it stifles speech. The shirt could start a conversation. That's how it's supposed to work in this country. Continued racial friction suggests that lifting the ban of this particular symbol would cause significant disruption at the school. Senior Morgan Willis attended. I'm telling you, don't drop your kids off in the indoctrination centers, please. I know you think yours aren't as bad. as They're all bad, and they're all required to do Common Core. So, Willis attended the rally but decided to comply with the rules because she feared a suspension would prevent her from representing the school at an event this weekend. She had a Confederate flag draped across the top of her car until she was told on the first day of class to remove it. Willis said that for her and for other students, the flag is central to their Southern heritage. I understand some people take it as hate, but none of us out here, out there, were racist or anything, Willis said. I don't see it as hate. If I did, I wouldn't own it. I see it as this is your Southern heritage. And if you can't have that, then what can you have? Okay, two things right in that other paragraph. Number one, she complied. We have to stop complying. We will not comply anymore. We are not the dang Borg. And number two, something was held over her head so that she wouldn't do the protest because she wanted to represent the school. You know, we have to start realizing we're going to lose stuff. No, don't send your children there at all. What part of child abuse don't you understand? But I'm saying as a a whole society, we're going to have to realize that if we're going to win this fight, we're going to have to lose something for it. Yeah, like political correctness to start. Or maybe your job. Social diversity, this notion. We were always a diverse nation. Whoever came over here came over here. The only ones who didn't come over here were Muslims. That's the only reason they don't think so, because you just drop everybody into European, white Europeans. We're all white. Yeah, but no, Spaniards weren't really white. Neither were Italians. They're both. Last time I checked in Europe and Europeans. Uh, yes, but we had Germans. Jewish people. We had, I'm going to stop with the religion. Well, they're not white. They were brown. They're Semitic. <laughs> but they were. Are you done? Yes. The point is, we had Germans, Italians, Spanish, Dutch, English, French. All this. And the colonies. That sounds like it's pretty diverse to me. <gasps> no, that not when you consider they're all you're all Europeans. There's no differences. <laughs> of course there were. Why do you think they were fighting all the time? Uh yeah, all right. Well, brown people suck it up. That's all I gotta say. Might as well learn to embrace the suck because if if it comes to violence, you're all gonna be sorely outgunned.
The new policy regarding Confederate flags on cars has also angered some parents, including Joss Akers, whose child attends the grade school in school district. He started an online petition that has more than 1,200 supporters urging the school board to reverse the policy. And what is the first thing each and every one of us must take back? Our school boards. See how this would have helped already. Yeah, because this wouldn't have happened. Correct. Richmond base attorney Jonathan Arthur said he has been talking to some students about potentially filing a lawsuit against the school, arguing that they have a constitutionally protected right to wear clothing and blazoned the flag. They had no problems with the kids in California wearing the flag, the Mexican flag. It wasn't did a that? right. It wasn't a right sentence anyway. What you just let that go right by? What the heck is that? Right to wear clothing emblazoned the flag? They forgot with. You know, between Twitter and this new thing where kids don't finish sentences, uh, it's really getting hard to communicate. That's why we invented words. Use the words. It's not come with. You want to come with? No, no. You want to come with me. You want to come with June. Uh, etc. Anyway, I, I think it's I think it's stripped it now. That's why we have such grammatical problems with people that are paid to write things. Douglas Mertz, an attorney in Genoa, Alaska, who works on civil rights cases, said the courts have been divided over the issue. It often comes down to whether the school can point to concrete and specific problems that the symbol has caused, like a fight that broke out between students. Now, this is good because. This is how the ACLU gets God out of everything. That it has no business, there is no barring of God. There isn't anyway. You can't really make him leave. But he left on his own. Uh, we got to do the same. They're afraid they can't afford the lawsuit. They always settle. All right. Our side's going to sue. Now what are you going to do? Now you got two lawsuits. And again, if the school board was changed, we wouldn't have to go through any of yes, this. Yes, but this kind of situation that you set up, what I just described, that kind of controversy, it would clear the way for conservatives to take over the school board in the next election because of what we're talking about. But if nobody does anything on the other side and the ACO wins again because they just buckled, because they're right. They don't, yeah, they don't even trust the the rigged courts. They can't. They, they, that's not rigged enough for them. The Supreme Court has said that you don't speculate that there might be a substantial impact on the education process. It has got to be really clear, Mert said. School officials can't simply go in with the belief that symbols are trouble and therefore it can be banned, he said. Uh, well, what if someone wears a pentagram shirt? Or Starved David shirt, which is a hexagram. Well, no, Starved David is still a pentagram. Ah, see, you you bought that. <laughs> I wanted to see. No, I've heard that before. Actually, the Starved David was pentagram, which is not a symbol of evil, but a symbol of protection. See that. This is what happens when you study everything. You get all this trivia that's mostly useless. But that was a very good uh, thing to bring up because a lot of people do not know that. And if they saw it, 
they would mistakenly think that it was the opposite. It doesn't matter. It, both symbols are symbols of protection, not evil. You have to go back to the Torah. Uh, I forget who it was. Was it Dave? No, it was Solomon. He's the one that made a deal with the angels and they gave him all this knowledge of how to do, well, you'd call it magic. And so he had all these the five seals of Solomon. You could just look that up and it'd be interesting and apply to what I just said. But again, anything on a shirt, uh, I don't know. What if you put a, came in with a shirt with a marshmallow on it? Might offend somebody. He's, they're trying to say I'm fat by wearing a marshmallow shirt. Well, the, the, again, ridiculous. Yes, Do you re- see how ridiculous it is? And that? it's ridiculous that people actually believe this is the way things are supposed to be done. Uh, sorry. The first thing we need to put back in school is the pledge. The second is prayer. Oh, they have prayer, but only the Muslims can do it. Yeah, I know. That's cute. Uh, but see, that's because the Christians didn't sue. All, Christians have the have a right to a pre- private prayer room just like the Fuzzy Muzzies do. That's co- oh, got to accommodate us. It's a religion. we got to pray. We can't pray here. you got to give us a room of our own just like the Fuzzy Muzzies. And just think how far this could go. How much building you'd have to make if you had to have a room for every single faith that's in the building. One for Jews, one for Muslims, one for Christians, one for pagans. But then the pagans have to be split up into subgroups because they don't get along with each other because they believe in different pagan pagan stuff. And then, uh, <laughs> and then the devil worshippers. Don't forget that's about a, them. That's considered a pagan cult. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Again, welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Ridiculous Show. Yes. <laughs> so, the whole I, situation is just dumbass. What I just, oh, wait, yeah. This next one, the whole situation is just dumbass. Absolutely. Thousands of migrants were trapped Friday in a vicious tug of war as bickering European governments shot border crossings, shut border crossings, blocked bridges, and erected new barbed wire fences in a bid to stem the wave of humanity fleeing conflict and poverty in the Middle East and Africa. Yes, fleeing poverty, tough luck. That's your country. You you get what you deserve. Sorry, fix it. You don't get to come here. Well, and I saw and that's what they're saying too. And I don't know. Didn't I see a fence there? Barbed wire, yep. bridges closed, and blocks border crossings shut. Wow. wow. We don't even want to shut the border crossings. We just want to. Make sure everyone goes through the border crossings and we get groups. Look at them. They're barricading the country. Countries, not just one. Well, I consider it's the European Union, so to me it's one country. Well, and I'm shocked too because the AP is reporting this. So you know things are like oh, out of control. It is really bad. I've, I've been following it when I could over the past week. And you know what I've read? I didn't put it up in this uh, show. I read that they're actually country shopping now, these we, migrants. Well, we were only supposed to get uh, 10,000, remember? That's what Obama has said. No, 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 no. Now he's, now he's shooting for 100,000 refugees. That is a lot of people from fuzzy, muzzy land coming into this well, country. Well, is he going to house them at the White House? And he's fast-tracked everybody in this country who is here on a green card legally. 
for citizenship. Yep, he's fast-tracking only the minorities. Nobody else. And why is that? Well, because he wants to vote in the next election. You should be happy. That means there might be a next election. If they're planning on it, I'm not sure what's going to happen. The way they started putting those executive orders up and bills about taking control of everything, uh, I thought for sure they were working towards something that was going to happen before the next election that was going to end it. You know, you brought up a good uh, point last show, which I have shared with a couple of people. Well, one person. What do you do folks, when your local government tells you, you must take in two of these pieces of brown crap into your house and house them because the federal government told them that you had to. What do you do then? That's a good question. This is from the Associated Press again. Asylum seekers who fled westward after being beaten back by tear gas and water cannon on the Hungarian-Serbian border. Really? Is the Hungarian-Serbian border has a problem, too? They <clears> all do. Just days earlier found themselves being returned to Serbia, where their ordeal began, after Croatia declared it could not handle the influx. The EU's failure to find a unified response to the crisis left this teeny Balkan nation, one of the poorest of the European Union, squeezed between the blockades thrown up by Hungary and Slovenia. And, oh, it's, we're in Dracula and Frankenstein land. And the unending flood of people following, following, flowing north from Syria, Iraq, and Afghanistan. With more than 17,089 migrants arriving in just three days. Oh, you mean, that's that was nothing. That was like Obama with the train loads of people from Central America. Instigated by the Obama administration directly. Might as well have put out TV advertisements. How do we know he didn't? Well, he probably... The lamestream media? Probably. He didn't do it, but people for him Right, because the lamestream media is never going to report on that. No. Croatian Prime Minister Zoran Milanovic declared that his nation of 4.2 million could no longer cope and the asylum seekers could not stay. What else can we do, Milanovic said. At a news conference, you're welcome in Croatia, and you can pass through Croatia, but go on. Not because we don't like you, but because this is not your final destination. Croatia has shown it has a heart, he said. We also need to show we have a brain. Wow, a little country with sense that we don't have. Across Eastern Europe, barriers to the migrants' passage were thrown up as nations tried to shift the burden of handling the influx onto their neighbors, leaving asylum seekers ever more desperate and confused. Croatia declared itself overwhelmed and began bussing migrants to Hungary and closing its border crossings with Serbia. Slovenia halted rail service to Croatia and has and was sending migrants back there, while Hungary began building yet another razor-wire border fence, this time on its border with Croatia. Well, this fence is going up on borders all over the place except, oh yeah, here. Oh, we can't do that. You can't have up. You can't have up. They do it. You want it to be like the Europeans. They're building fences. Let's build fences. We got to go to breaks. Young Cooperative Radio Show. Stay tuned because we'll be right back. (laughs) 
My name is Courtney Luster. I'm 21, well-educated, and unemployed American. I happen to be black, so I'm in the highest unemployment segment of the population, black youth unemployment. Notice I don't refer to myself as African-American because I'm an American first. I'm a proud American who happens to have black skin. So please explain to me where African-American fits into that equation. You're right, it doesn't. For over 60 years, the Democrat Party has used my fellow black Americans to maintain power in the federal and state governments. Why do I say that? Because I read history. While many of my friends are watching mindless videos, I choose to listen to Red State Talk Radio. Why? Because I want to educate myself, not entertain myself. Red State Talk Radio, America's premier conservative talk radio network. Hey, all you black American youth, be a Frederick Douglass Republican, not an Al Sharpton race pimp. Educate yourself. Listen to RedStateTalkRadio.com. New from Class Envy Productions, the people who brought you Obamacare, Cleopatra Obama, and Barry's got a brand new stash. An all-new exploitation picture starring Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, and a cast of millions and millions of unemployed Americans who all got the shaft. Members of Congress and my fellow Americans, while on vacation, working on my new, new jobs plan, I realize there are steps we can take right now to improve people's lives. But I, I want to continue to build roads and bridges, protect union jobs, and pay people to sit at home for another year. And every proposal I've laid out will be paid for by our children. There is the man who never had another plan except the damn right. He's the cat who won't slow down when the country's going south. From the can you dig it? You see, this cat Barry is one dumb mother. Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about Obama. Oh, okay. He's not a complicated man. But nobody understands him but his woman. Michelle. Barack! Barack! You didn't eat the apples in your Happy Meal! But I don't want them! The Shaft, now playing in an economy near you. You're damn right. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems a certain voodoo priest who... Who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? She'll be all right for a while. For a while she can smile Until Barack comes back And she goes on the attack And it doesn't work Oh, hell! You know I taught her well You couldn't tell That she fakes crying The Recovery Act and our actions to fix the financial system were decisive in starting to turn the economy around. Rolling uh, at a good clip. I'm calling this the recovery, the summer of recovery. The summer of recovery, or I might even call it the summer of projects. Our economy 
is stronger, that economic heartbeat is growing stronger. All of them have projects that are shovel-ready. Shovel-ready projects. Shovel-ready projects. We are seeing shovels hit the ground. Shovel-ready was not as uh, <laughs> shovel-ready as we expected. The next two years, our job now is putting our economy into overdrive. This is Obama's economy. That's fine. Give it to me. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891 Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. We were building fences. Building fences. Everywhere but here. Yes, everywhere in the world but here. Uh, caught in the middle of high stakes game of hot potato. Oh, welcome back to hour three. Vanna forgot her card. <laughs> Good catch. Hot potato. I haven't played that in a long while. Where the masses of miserable men, women, and children who have found their way to the wealthier European nations they wish to settle blocked at every turn. Now, in other reports, that especially this Hungarian-Hungary um, border, every single person that was coming in there were young men between the ages of 18 and 40. There were no women. That's why they did the water cannons on them. There were no women. Um, what, what is the age of the militia? 18 to 45. What? Our militia? Correct. From the any healthy adult male from the age of eighteen to forty-five. Yes, we. Act, yes, in law it says it has the militia, and it says all men eighteen. To, see, that's why we all have to have our own guns, so we all know how to shoot them. Now that's what this is about. These were sent over there. These are warriors. These aren't settlers, farmers. They're not doctors. They have no skill whatsoever. No, because they killed them all. They murdered all of them. <laughs> all, anyone who knows anything was murdered. That's correct. That's right. <laughs> uh, but these people are they're only sent there for one thing, to to take over, to instigate, to commit acts of terrorism. This you got to stop being so darn politically correct that you can't see this stuff. 
Who who immigrates without women and children? Hmm? And anyway, how about about old people? No? All all of fighting age. All male. Wow, that couldn't have been an army, could it? Oh, they turned the water cannon, that's not right. You're lucky they only turned the water cannons on him. I'd have had him open up an M sixty. Yes, you know, they want to die so badly, I'm willing to facilitate. Well, they did the water cannons on them because they were throwing rocks and bottles at the police on the other side. Like I said, M60. Problem solved. Heck, the M60s will even, if it hits the rocks, will even bust the rocks up. (laughs) And if you don't believe me, just look at World Net Daily that has that article that said exactly what I just pointed out. We're going to see the result of haphazard policies, said Mauricio Albahari, a social anthropologist at the University of Notre Dame and author of Crimes of Peace, Mediterranean Migrations at the World's Deadliest Border. The situation is largely due to the lack of coordinated approach toward the reception of these displaced persons. Most migrants don't want to stay in Croatia. Only one woman with children has requested asylum. The country's foreign minister said, Instead, they are trying to reach Western European countries like Germany that have said they are welcome. While Croatia is happy to let people pass through, Hungary and Slovenia say allowing the migrants to cross their borders would violate European Union rules. Croatia is part of the EU, but not a party to the Schengen Treaty, which allows people to travel freely between 26 European countries without showing their passports. Slovenia and Hungary are treaty members and say they are protecting Europe's borders. Events in the Balkans have underscored the failures of the EU's common asylum policy, which calls for a joint approach to guarantee high standards of protection for refugees. Though the EU says asylum must not be a lottery, scenes from Croatia on Friday showed it isn't working out that way. The emergency is being actively reproduced by the refusal to acknowledge the reality on the ground. Migrants and refugees have a goal in mind, to reach Germany, France, the Netherlands, Britain, Sweden, and so forth, Al-Bahari said. Many have gone through political violence, exploitation by smugglers, and the peril of crossing the Mediterranean. Fences are not only proving futile, they are actively contributing to exasperation and to needless additional suffering for families and vulnerable persons. Wow, he's got his talking points down. Families and vulnerable persons. That's what I know, because that's what they say here. The finger-pointing among leaders has become vicious. Croatia and Hungary bickering into the night, with Croatia saying the two countries had agreed to create a corridor for the migrants and the Hungarian foreign ministry calling that a pure lie. Hungary's foreign minister, Peter Zidrato, called the Croatian prime minister handling of the migrant crisis pathetic. Hypocrisy rules in Europe today. No one is saying honestly how big a challenge this is, Shijato told the MTI news agency. 
This is not, this will not end soon. It is also causing tremendous strain on relations between neighbors in a region where a volatile past, Croatia, Serbia, and Slovenia, are all products of the breakup of Yugoslavia in the 1990s. Even before the latest crisis, many efforts to restore normalcy have been hard won. In a sign of discord, Hungarian authorities seized a Croatian train carrying 1,000 migrants as it crossed into Hungary, accusing its neighbor of failing to coordinate the transport. The train's conductor was taken into custody and 40 Croatian police officers escorted were disarmed, said Homeland Security Advisor Georgi Bakondi. Georgi Bakondi. I sound like I'm in Africa or something. Hungary denied assertions by Croatian officials that the transport had been coordinated by the two governments. These people were coming toward the border without prior consultation, without respecting official channels, government spokesman Zoltan Kovac said. The UN Refugee Agency warned the crisis was being worsened by the contradictory national policies. The crisis is growing and being pushed from one country to another, said Adrian Edwards of UNHCR. You aren't going to solve these problems by closing borders. I'm willing to bet I can. Because, like I said, M60 or drones... Whatever. Lots of dead people trying to invade my country. The human misery was evident in Croatian towns like Beli Manaster, near the border with Hungary. Migrants slept on streets on train tracks and at a local gas station. People scrambled to board local buses without knowing where they were going. Hundreds of others were stranded Friday on a large Danube River bridge in the Serbian town of Bezden, after Croatian authorities closed all but one border crossing. A large truck lifted barriers onto the bridge. The group, which included many women and children, stood in a no-man's land in the middle in the scorching heat for hours with little water or food. Finally, Serbian authorities began busing them 120 kilometers to the south, near the Serbian town of Sid, so they could enter Croatia illegally through unguarded cornfields. Elsewhere, 19 Croatian buses carried migrants across the border to Beremend, Hungary, where they were put on Hungarian buses for transportation to registration centers. Croatia also put some 800 on trains to Hungary. Okay, aren't we still in Serbia Serbia, Croatia, and Slovenia. We're still there, our troops, right? The Balkans. Yes, we're in the Balkans. So what are our troops doing? I don't know. While this is going on. I didn't write this story. (laughs) You got it for me. UNHCR says more than 442,440 people have crossed the Mediterranean Sea to Europe this year. And 2,921 have died trying. The International Organization for Migration puts those figures at 473,887 and 2,812. Why aren't these people defending themselves in their own damn country? I don't get it. These They live in tyrannical governments. 
They have no rights. They have no money. They have no guns. And apparently no women. So they, Cro- That's right. That's a giant rape squad heading to Europe, isn't it? So Croatia facilitated illegal entry into Hungary. If you paid attention and stayed here through the whole reading, you would have gotten a little more complicated than that. This is ridiculous. It is, but not for the reasons you're saying. It's This is ridiculous, Brian. This is worse suppo- than look, the Crusades. No, it's not. The, the other countries were supposed to uh, allow them to pass through. They agreed to make a corridor just for passing through. But then the people on each side plugged up the pipe. And it got stuck in the middle. And these small, poor places that can't can't take care of them, can't house them, can't do anything with them. So they're trying to get them the heck out. <laughs> they they all say they want to go to, you know, the big European countries that are rich and all that. So by all means let them uh, how many of them were there again? I'm just trying to think how many how many people that many human bombs could take out. If they all stood together, it'd almost be like a nuclear blast. And you don't think you should shoot them. <laughs> I, I like to think the best of human nature. Well, I like to hope for the best, but I plan for the worst. And believe me, I know the worst of human nature. Wait till you read this last paragraph. My Wait. favorite place, the Vatican. Gorilla tape, everyone now. Meanwhile, took one Syrian refugee family in the teeny Roman Catholic city-state, as promised by Pope Francis. Popeye! The family belongs to the Melkite Greek Catholic Church, an Eastern Rite Church, and is waiting on an asylum application decision from Italy. One. One family. One. Okay, we'll take it one family, too. Tell Barack. We're only going to take one. Yeah, Popeye will And it's got to come from a, a Christian European church. It's Greek. I know. The, how ridiculous one, is this? One uh, Yet he family. says we should open yep, up our borders. Yes, he does, and he's yeah. here in open our Open up your Vatican. Open up the doors. There's so much wealth in there. You have no idea. There would not be poor people left. It's it, not them- paintings, not even. It's chalices and adornments and candlesticks. Brian, they, the Roman statues. Cat- you, and- you had told me when we first met, because you were a monk, that the Roman Catholic Church has been amassing huge amounts of artifacts from across the world oh, for decades, yes. for Art, hundreds yep. and hundreds of years. Yep. All kinds of stuff, from paintings, statues, uh, to crowns, chalices, all kinds of things. Gold, jewel-encrusted. Just that alone, I'd be, I could live off that the rest of my life if I had that crown. Now, again, he's here in our country this week. He's a commie. Tell him to go pound sand. And the reason we call him Popeye is because I'm going to be playing that clip once we get a little report on how he did over here. Because he does not, or I don't care who he is, just like Barack Hussein Obama, they do not get my respect. My respect is very precious, and it's earned, and they don't get it. And that, that's how you folks out there should be. Just because they're politicians, they don't, they, it's, you've earned somebody's respect. You don't get it because of a title. Okay, then. Oh, 
dumbass big business. Oh, now, now the now the left is listening, and there go the there go the libertarians. They're perking up. <laughs> big business, big pharma. <laughs> Keep going on with this. You know, if we went back to the Constitution, because dr- drugs are legal, that they say are illegal. There's nothing in the Constitution for it. We would be big pharma. That's what the states are trying to do. That's why they're legalizing marijuana. We'll be big pharma. Half of these drugs that they're taking, like especially for epilepsy, if this if the marijuana works as well as we're we're hearing about it and reporting on it, how many other drugs, like you said, depression? You wouldn't need a drug for depression. You'd have marijuana. You might not be depressed. Right. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I was thinking about this the other day. I was saying how many drugs would this marijuana eliminate? And big pharma shrink and shrink and shrink. And we, the people, become but, big pharma. There's more than that. If it wasn't for them, we, we could grow all kinds of plants to make medicine out of, including poppies. poppies. Yeah, little poppies. Uh, look, what we need to provide for our own stuff. That includes our own pharmaceuticals. If we could do, naturally is always better than chemical. Always. It just is, in my opinion. And so... We would have, we would be cultivating and having other, these things grown because we would need them to survive. Now we don't do it because we don't need them. We got big farm, but what happens when all the crap hits the fan? Then there's no more government. There's no more big pharma. There's killing, killing and raping in the streets, pillaging and burning and screaming and gnashing of teeth. Uh, what are you going to do? Did you plan for that? Because I guess you thought the government would never go away. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I'm with you on that. doesn't seem like it, but we're going to try and make it go away. Okay, so big business. To hear progressives tell it, big business is the bastion of conservatism and reactionary thought. That's not true. That's nonsense. Uh, <clears throat> but I will tell you this. It's progressives that know. The more power they have, the more power they sell big business. That's how it works. But when the idiots, the 99 percenters there, uh, I think they're the 1% of the unwashed masses. They What did they want? Because of the banking and big business, they wanted more government regulation, more, more. Well, it is every regulation that every regulation of the books that allows them to sell power. If those regulations didn't exist, the lobbyists would have nothing to lobby them for. See, once we get back to the Constitution, they're not going to exist. Problem solved. So many. <laughs> oh God. Many are corporations so eager to champion homosexuality and insult Christian beliefs. One pastor, <clears throat> excuse me, one pastor argues it's because business leaders aren't just interested in making money. They want to turn the culture away from Christianity. Carl Gallup's a pastor, talk show host, and author of the new book, Be Thou Prepared, argues Christians should be aware of of the social agenda being pushed by a powerful minority, including those in high positions in corporate America. In addition to making money, corporations are often dedicated to using their money to push the agendas that are near and dear to the hearts of the corporate managers, 
Gallup told World Net Daily. Increasingly, these managers are discovering they possess great power to shape the direction of a public opinion and social norms. One of the ways they do this, Gallup's right, notes, is through partnerships and funding agreements with far-left activists. In the latest case, Frito-Lay is supporting... That, that sounds pretty gay anyway. Uh, is supporting Dan Savage, a pro-homosexuality activist noted for delivering a profanity-laden tirade against Christianity in front of a huge school audience and wishing cancer on Sarah Palin. This guy is a vermin beyond belief. I, I followed I him no- long after that. He, the stuff that comes out of his mouth, he is, he is hate incarnate, that guy. He's evil. Yes, and he's hate. That's his definition of hate. What do you think hate incarnate means? <laughs> I just want to clarify. I don't know who this guy is. I've never heard of him. You don't really pay attention very much, do you? We've talked about him on this show before. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the company rolled out a new line of Dorito Rainbows chips to show their commitment to the LGBT community and sales will go to Savage's nonprofit organization. That's one. Those are two reasons not to buy any more Doritos, but especially not those. He needs none of your money. He's not going to have a radio. Uh, he's not going to have his TV show for long if, if it already didn't go on and off. The guy can't speak without profanity. I mean... Not like we kid, kid on this show. I mean, real profanity. Uh, and he's a hate-filled, worthless piece of crap, in my opinion. You know, these companies do realize that... These I see minor- anything rainbow, I'm not buying it. The, but they're minorities. The mo- they're not... Yeah, I know. The power like, of the minority confuses them. I know. They're, they're not going to... How many homosexuals are going to buy the, these many Doritos for them to make a profit, really. Most of the Doritos are bought by families. I don't know if they're going out in mass buying them right now. You've got to have Dorito rainbow parties. These products are done by, hetero, are bought and consumed by heterosexual family units with lots of kids. Maybe. all It takes all kinds. There's all kinds of families in this country right now, unfortunately. Uh, but oh yeah, we just read about one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I tell you right now, it won't go over in the black community in the inner city no, ghettos because it's not going to go over here. They don't like homosexuals at all. Uh, they buy into rainbow Doritos, and it's not going to go out most of the Midwest. It's not going to go over Who here. Who knows? They might tear them off the shelves and stomp on them. I mean, this is my problem, like, and this is what you say all the time. These progs have no idea the makeup of the United States of America. Because all they hear from is from these squeaky wheels. They live in giant population centers where almost everybody thinks the same. Uh, certainly the majority. It's like being in a giant echo chamber. All you hear is liberal talking points all day. Nobody know, actually knows anything, of course. But they, they, they just know they hate Republicans and conservatives. Uh, well, here you go. Uh, well, that let's see. Let all these places put these rainbow products out there, and let's see what happens to their sales. That's the free market. It'd be great if we had one. Gallup's, whose latest book instructs Christians on how to prepare for increasing persecution, was not surprised by the company's decision to literally wrap itself in the gay flag. 
The rainbow is not theirs, sorry. It belongs to God. And leprechauns. (laughs) None of which applies to them. I know they're a little fairy foe-like, but then they're not like, no. Sorry, there's a war here from the Uncooperative Radio Show on homosexuals. We will not call you gay. You're not happy. Well, they declared war on us. It's, you know, I'm not an idiot. I'm not Barack Obama. This. I'm not just going to ignore the fact that the homosexual movement has a war on heterosexuals. They They said it. Out loud. They're going to make us suffer. Well, I say we make them suffer. I don't think they've had enough suffering in their lives. That's part of their problem. The Doritos Affair is just one more attempt in a line of many more to come that will be designed to continually push the envelope of promoting a radical social agenda upon the entire American culture while being directly applicable to only a super minority of Americans. My book is an attempt to prepare Christians for the campaign that is coming. Who wants to live in a place where homosexuals are all half-dressed, humping each other in the streets all the time? Right? That's how they behave. Now, uh, ooh, are there homosexuals that don't behave that way? Of course there are. But, sorry, every time there's a gay parade, there they are. Every time you go into uh, a gay neighborhood, if you will, in Manhattan, there they are. I'm just saying, you want your neighborhood to be like that? There's a reason why gentrification gets rid of things like that, because successful people won't put up with it. Frito-Lay's decision is practically guaranteed to offend at least some customers. However, Paul Kangor, a university professor, historian, and author of Take Down, which we have the book, Take Down. We interviewed him. And we interviewed him. Yes. The book was called Take Down. Well, not the whole, that's just part of the name. (laughs) That's the main name, Take Down. Think several factors are even more important than the basic free market desire to appeal to customers. Yes, I know now they put subtitles on it to, to explain more than the title, but the title is Takedown. The extra words are not the title. Okay, but I like the extra words. Yeah, you authors do, but. It says From Communists to Progressives How the Left Has Sabotaged Family and Marriage. So, anyway. The first explanation could be simply that so many of these corporate headquarters are in big cities where liberalism is the prevailing zeitgeist, said Kangor. But probably a more important reason is that the heads of these corporations are merely the intellectual children of our horrendous universities where the Holy Trinity is race, gender, and sexual orientation. As I note in Takedown, cultural Marxists like Herbert Marcuse had a huge influence in the 1960s new left which took over higher education the cultural marxists argued that things like sexual orientation and gender were fluid and interchangeable and that traditional marriage and family and sexuality be damned the suits running these companies indeed come from the liberal universities that have been teaching this stuff for decades now they've had their cultural intellectual brainwashing the universities did their job nicely 
Gallups also believes the education system is at the core of current corporate policy. Generations of American children have grown up to believe that we came from an accidental chemical sludge pond, that we can kill our unborn children at will, and that marriage and sexuality is whatever one defines it to be, observed Gallops. And now those children are all grown up and sitting on the boards and in the executive positions of America's corporations. So why should any of this surprise us? Now, this is what you're We're going... We're headed towards idiocracy. We are an idiocracy. Nope, not there yet. But this is what you're talking about with Common Core. These people were not even in... Oh, this is nothing. Right, as big of a mess as Common Core. What Common Core is going to do is bring back Nazism to the United States because the children are going to be brown shirts. They're going to be in line and step with the, the government, whatever the government says. They don't care if it's the mother, the grandchild, you know, grandmother, you're old, you're stupid, your ways are not wrong. We're already seeing it with the millennials. It's going to be twice as bad after these kids come out of Common Core. They're just going to be, they might as well be the Borg. And that's what they're looking for. Okay, but when we take the, the, the Constitutional Republic back, it won't matter. I don't think we're going to be able to. I really don't. Uh, the, everything that's going on, he's flooding us with brown pieces of crap. I think there's going to be a revolution before that. I think these people are going to rise up. These new so-called migrants, they don't give a crap about us. None of them do. They don't care about our Constitution. Oh, no. They, they just know dog-eat-dog dog from where they're from. And you got stuff, and they don't have stuff, so they take your stuff. That's exactly what's going to happen, and that's what they wanted. Yeah, then the whites are going to rise up in rebellion is what's going to happen. I don't that think, is good. that will be the end of it. I don't think there's enough of us. There's 150 million gun owners in America. 150 million. I uh, there's no 150 million man army anywhere. Right, but there's a lot of gang members. They're not counted in that figure. No, I know they're not counted in the lawful gun owners, but they're counted in that they're just going to kill us with that impunity. I, they don't care. They're I'll doing try, it now. We outnumber them everywhere except the ghettos. And actually, I truly believe that if given it a chance, there are more people that would, well, step up in the ghetto than we might think. Uh, some of them, there's no hope for at all. But there are some people that just want to see their Babies grow up to graduate and get out of here alive. That's the that's the that's the hurdle they have to overcome. They have to live long enough to make it out of there. Like I said, I just leave. Any place is better than that. I'd go anywhere. But they've never been anywhere else. They don't know any better, and they're sort of like the fuzzy muzzies. They don't even have the Quran, the one book to, to read, the Quran. They don't even have that. <laughs> they don't read anything. Most of them don't know how to read. They know how to sell drugs, though, or pimp whores. That's how they make money. I did want to ask you where we are right now at the tipping point. You started the Patriots Pub, PatriotsPub.us. He'll explain what that is again. You started it way before the revolutions happened. Not way below, way before, 1763. Okay, why? Real quick, if you can. Because that's when things really started heating up, and everything that happened from that point on 
puts everything in the founding of this country into context. Okay. Are we there now? 63? Or at least at 63. That's my question. At least. So everyone go and look up history. Go Just Google it on the, well, we do star page. Um, on the internet and read where they were at that time. What was the date again? 1763. And do a comparison shopping. Heck, just listen to the Patriots Pub, PatriotsPub.us from episode one. Puts it all in context. It's three scholars. There, it's just the facts. There's no politics allowed at all. There is discussion of of each section as we go amongst us. And uh, other than that, it's it's just it's just the facts that you've never been taught. I guarantee it. And you will know the Constitution. You will know the truth about the condition of this country after you go through the Patriots pub. I, we take you day by day through the constitutional convention in 1787 using James Madison's official notes. You get to hear the debates. You get to hear the ideas. You get to hear why they chose one idea over another, but you know, the constitution, you don't have to interpret it. (laughs) Just you'll know it. You'll own it. Uh, so again, PatriotsPub.us, PatriotsPub.us. Please go check it out. Please listen from episode one. All right, where were we? Frito, oh, oh Frito Lays. I always said that sounded gay, anyway. <laughs> but the simplest explanation may be the best to explain Frito Lays' action. Companies no longer think they have anything to fear from offending Christians and are afraid of a homosexual activists. From a purely marketing standpoint, one would think that corporate America might be concerned about offending traditional Christians, mused Kangor. But I don't think that's so. Christians aren't relentless and brutal like the liberal forces of tolerance and diversity who boycott, picket, protest, demonize, dehumanize, fine, and even incarcerate those who dare to disagree with their new definitions of marriage, family, and sexuality. Playing right into Marx's hands, breaking up the family unit is one of the planks of the communist communist. These guys, they're, they're nasty. I know they're nasty. They're mean, mean and, and vicious hateful. and violent. I I would shoot one on sight. It'd be like, ah! What the hell is that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> In all fairness, my dad was like that. Same with you. You can't come up to you. You can't sneak up on on. My dad, would, he hit me like twice because I was playing around as a little kid sneaking up. And I realized I can't sneak up on my dad and don't sneak up on Brian. <laughs> I've gotten a lot better than when I've, <laughs> but I've gotten a lot better. I used to be worse. Any I, any little thing that startled me, I, I'm attacking. You just don't want to come up behind me and touch me on the shoulder. It'd be a terrible experience. So progs beware. Yes, homosexuals especially. I don't talk about the way they look and behave. I'd see it and go, ah, and shoot. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> oh, oh, just a homosexual. Uh, no, I'm not calling for, for that. I just make believe it's a cartoon, all right? Oh, it's a, oh, it's a hate cartoon. That's right. I forgot. You can't do anything about Muhammad either. Uh, I'm sorry. Guns, 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 guns. Islam is a cult. So if you don't like guns. You came to the wrong show. <laughs> what don't you get about uncooperative? 
I, we will not comply. <laughs> Dr. Michael Brown, an expert who has written several books on homosexuality, argues Christian views are seen as beneath consideration by ben- many business leaders. I say it's time that we start boycotting. Christ- Christians, start boycotting. I know I'm not a Christian, uh, but you know I follow his teachings. So, okay, Christians and me, <laughs> boycott this stuff. Just let's teach them that there are more Christians than there are minorities, and we're going to start do, doing what they do. We're going to take from their playbook, only we're bigger. We're not violent or angry or hateful, but, you know, we're just gay. <laughs> Uh, it's clear that most of corporate America has very deep gay, homosexual sensitivities, but almost no Christian sensitivities, and corporate leaders are quite willing to celebrate homosexuality no matter how much it offends Christians and other people of faith, said Brown. You know what I like about Ken Gore? In his book, and whenever I hear him speak or when he's writing articles, he never says gay. He never did. He always says homosexual. Always. Okay. Just like we're going to do from now on. They're not happy. Okay. It would appear that our views are being viewed as either irrelevant or intolerant. So the progressive, enlightened thing to do is celebrate LGBT activism at the expense of people of faith and moral conviction. Well, yeah, it's going on all the time, isn't it? Brown argued the status quo will remain in place as long as Christians are silent in response to what he called an assault. An, oh, sorry, an insult. Look, it's time for it's time to be Christian warriors again, folks. It's time to wake up. It's time to fight for what's ours. Uh, don't let these people win. If if they're changing America, corporate America by do, this behavior, which I thought was repellent, and they wouldn't put up with they embraced it however and you are being forced back into the catacombs where you can worship jesus in peace i said no this was founded a christian nation it's still a christian nation and it's time to make everybody understand that that means the whole world stand up and you boycott ours, we boycott yours. Let's see who wins. Yeah. I want to know where all this corporate money's going. Okay, you can, we can find that out now. That That's what the Citizens United thing was about. Uh, it's completely transparent, but, you know, they say it's the opposite. That was the good thing about it. You at least know where the money's going now before you didn't. You notice all this got ramped up since Caesar's been in power? Oh, yeah. And because he's a homosexual... And a Muslim. Or at least, at the very least, well, no, he's definitely Muslim by by the Muslim faith because he was born of a Muslim father. Good for Michael Savage coming on and board, too. By the way, he took a, he took back a Muslim name. He was Barry Satora. What happened to Barry Satora? Why Barack Hussein, now why Barack Hussein Obama? Because he's a Muslim. Because you have to take a Muslim name when you convert. He must have converted. You know, and that was good on uh, Michael Savage show. He asked that, actually. He wanted callers to call in to, to say, is he a Muslim? And everybody that called in did. And one man brought up, he goes, look. He goes, he brought, and I don't know what his real name was. He brought up Muhammad Ali. 
He's like, yeah, Muhammad Ali, sting like a bee. He was he converted and he took a Muslim name and he's the, the caller said the same yes, thing. Yes, his you name did. was Cassius Clay. He's the, he said the same thing you did. You have to take a Muslim name and he it's a patriarchal society. The father's a Muslim. You're a Muslim. Yes, and if you're a Muslim and decide you don't want to be a Muslim anymore, they kill you because you're an apostate. And he brought it up, and all the callers called in and said the same thing that you're saying. So bravo. I wish I made the same money, Michael Savage. <laughs> I wish we did. I mean, I'm a freelance writer, but it like trickles in, <laughs> you know, like pennies at a time. <laughs> Actually, it's gone before it comes in. All money's gone before it comes in here. Not not everything is fixed, so everything there's always money has to go to something. Just the more stuff you have, the more stuff you have to fix. Never forget that I have three snowmobiles because that's how we have to get off the mountain in the wintertime. All right. Um, hmm. uh, Christians need to understand they cannot avoid dealing with activism, stressed Brown. That's what I've been stressing for years and is what I talk about in my latest book, Outlasting the Gay Revolution. You're wrong. You use gay. No, this is not Ken Gore. This is Brown. Oh, okay. That's why I brought that up, because Kengo will never use the name gay. They're homosexuals. I was actually talking to him before the interview, and that's how I know. That is a scientifically proper term for what they do. I said to him, I was really happy that you don't use the word gay. He says, they're not happy. (laughs) When I was doing the pre-interview, he goes, they're not happy. No, they're not. I'm like, we're going to have fun. (laughs) The gay revolution. No, the homosexual revolution. Thank you. Sorry, sir. Brown suggested Christians should send a polite note to the Doritos headquarters saying they are offended by this new campaign and will no longer eat Doritos, he joked. Besides, from a health perspective, that might not be a bad choice either. I I like Doritos, I must say. I hardly ever eat them. Uh, But I like Doritos. I, I used to have them at parties and stuff. But I'm never a big garbage food fan i i you know i got sucked up into the health food stuff when i was younger now exercise i I was an adonis once upon a time i was a physical presence for goodness sakes now before you go on oh just orange again no one can hear us anyway it's orange all right it's been through the whole show i know so you so that you know uh, our internet is messing up or we have to put a thing in a speaker something's going on all right, so where can you find our show? Are you listening to it now? Not really. If Yeah, you are. <laughs> so wherever you're listening to it, that's where you can listen to our show. Uh, what, so you're listening to it, so you must know. But you might not know there's other places and other options, which there are a lot of. Just do a star page search, and uh, you'll see it, it come up everywhere. But our, our chief place you can catch us being rebroadcast is at redstatetalkradio.com. Who has two studios now? That's I think about forty shows, forty conservative shows, twenty four seven, seven days a week. Our, you can find our show there rebroadcast on Tuesdays and Fridays at five p.m. Eastern. The Studio A twenty four seven or free listener line is six zero five five six two four two zero nine six zero five five six two four two zero nine. This is free on our end. We don't charge you anything for it. Your own telephone company charges may apply. I can't believe I'm doing disclaimers. 
Studio B, we're rebroadcasted Sunday, 12 a.m. Eastern, Tuesday, 9 a.m. Eastern, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Wow. We're on Friday, 5 p.m. on one side and 8 p.m. on the other side. We're doing good. And the 24-7 free listener line for Studio B is 518-712-0045, 518-712-0045. Just a regular phone is all you need. No charges apply on our end. If you're on iTunes, I'm on iTunes. If you like iHeart, I'm on iHeart. If you like iTunes, I'm on iTunes through Studio A and B and Red State Talk Radio. But if you want my show there a la carte, ask them to put it up. And they will. If enough people ask them. So, uh, but you can hear us on you know Red State Talk Radio and tune in too. Now, also at Red State Talk Radio, don't forget to check out the uh, free newsletter. Sign up for it. Believe me, it's not a bunch of stuff you you're going to see anywhere else. It's unique content. It's really well done. You're going to be surprised. Just sign up. Also, while you're there, if you like listening through RedStateTalkRadio.com, they have apps, of course, for all three types of cell phones, smartphones. If you want to get an app to listen to our show from uncooperativeradio.com, which is on Spreaker, they have every single kind of app known to man. I couldn't believe it. I mean, the, the <laughs> tablets, iPads, iPhones, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is everything I've ever heard of that's in there. So Good for them. Feel free. Uh, and actually, that, that's one of the only times when you listen to those kind of uh, cell phone apps that will actually know you're listening. We we do get stats from Spreaker for all that stuff. Uh, it's kind of nice to see. Also, if you're if you're someone on Spreaker or whatever, like the show, leave a comment, whatever. Uh, pass our show around. Encourage other people to listen to it, please. We need more listeners. There can't be enough listeners to hear our message. We, we have to, we have to take our country back from the ground up. Nothing else will work if you don't take it from the ground up. It means we, the people, don't understand the Constitution yet, and then we're still not in charge. See, nothing's solved. We have to know the Constitution to restore the Constitutional Republic. It's just. So hands off my Constitution until you actually live under it, because we're not living under any part of the Constitution that I can make out, except for, oh, we have have plenty of slavery. That's right, violating the 13th, 14th. What what, what one aren't we violating? Oh, uh, we're not violating the 18th or the 21st. Look them up. All right, uh, where was it anyway? Do you Uh, want to continue with this, or do you want to go to space? Space. I'm done with homosexual, man. And, and, and it, that is a nice segue into space because a lot of them are nothing but disturbed space cadets. Never met one, wasn't abused as a child. Just saying. I was exposed to a lot more th- than most people will because I was in New York City. All right. Space, the final frontier. From Fox News. NASA has released more stunning images from New Horizons' historic flyby of Pluto, which show icy mountains, fog, and the dwarf planet's landscape dramatically backlit by the sun. The images released Thursday were taken on July 
14 and downlink to Earth on September 13. Now. That took that long to get there? It's a planet again? Really? You know what I was trying to find? It's on a this? dwarf planet. But they, the, the gentleman, with the first. I know. The first released pictures of NASA when I had gotten that article. He was actually one of the people that was sitting in an observatory getting the images back for the first time. He was there. And they said to him... In he the discovered ar- the planet. Well, no, he no, he's the one that declassified the planet. Oh, this is the one that declassified. Yes, this is the guy who declassified that. So I'm trying to find out him, you know, apologizing to us for Pluto. Crickets. Why would he apologize? Why did he declassify it? This is science. They're not news figures or bloggers. Yeah, but he did or... a whole paper. He got loads of money for declassifying this planet. Well, he got it wrong, but they don't care. A prog gets money from another prog gets a win. Let's take his money back. It's not yours to take back. Just like we need to take back Obama's Nobel Peace Prize because the ones who gave it to him said they should have never given it to him. Why did they give it to him? They, they, why did they give it to that other crazy person in the desert? They give they give these things out to political people they like. It has nothing to do with anything anymore that's real. Everything's progressivism. Anything that helps write a book about how progressivism is the way to go. And, well, it, could be a best, it might not even be a bestseller, but if you someone gives it to them over at the, you know, the committee, and they decide, well, he's going to get a Pulitzer. Well, and this... Not a Pulitzer, what's it called? Again, that? like you said, it's political. Uh, and, peace and Prize, something, something. Peace Prize. Noble. Nobel. Nobel. No, Nobel. Peace Prize. Mr. Nobel, you know, what, you know what his first invention was, right? Dynamite. That's right, TNT. The two things about this. Boom. Number peace one, Prize. NASA... Okay, the reason that they had to reverse the course is because of these pictures. Now they actually well, saw it. Well, if we it actually there. read this, listen to the story, <laughs> they, they might understand that. You're actually ahead of us again. We they, haven't read there yet. They don't say it in this. That's why I'm upset. I don't upset. care. I'm not there yet. Stop it. The spacecraft began its year-long download of new images and other data over the Labor Day weekend. It does take a year long, huh? Thanks to favorable backlighting and high resolution, an image taken from New Horizons, Ralph Forge slash multispectral visual imaging camera, MVIC, also reveals how new details of hazes throughout Pluto's nitrogen atmosphere. The image shows more than a dozen thin haze layers extending from near the ground to at least 60 miles above the dwarf planet's surface. According to NASA, oh, I guess. which should be a disclaimer, according to NASA, because they've done such, they've been wrong about so much. Right. There was a theory before that it was a, pl- a planet. Then they declassified it as a theory. And then when they actually went and saw the damn thing, they had to go, oh, wait, no, it is a dwarf planet. Obviously, all. they don't have their interstellar measurements correct. <laughs> And on top of that, I guess NASA had to send a memo to Obama saying, uh, dude, we have been researching a Muslim uh, for about three, four years right now. We cannot find anything that they've created. You know, Islam. No, so they're just not saying anything. <laughs> we, we need to like do, go back to what we were doing because this is not working. Well, that's, that's I'm sure already been said, but notice not publicly. No.
No. You, Islam is the antithesis of science. In addition to being visually stunning, these low-lying hazes hint at the weather changing from day to day on Pluto, just like it does here on Earth, said Will Grundy, lead of the New Horizons composition team from Lowell Observatory, Flagstaff, Arizona, in a statement released by NASA. Maybe they'll find out that it can be inhabited by humans and we can send the progs there. No, no, no. Too high in nitrogen. Earlier this month, too low in oxygen. Uh, NASA, too cold, I think. Earlier this month, NASA releases an image showing Pluto's stunning range of surface features from heavily cratered terrain to icy plains. Now, when I, I say that, I don't say we can't live there. Humans can live there. But I, not right now. <laughs> we don't have the technology to survive in that atmosphere or to terraform the planet. It was just a dream. Because <laughs> it's far, far away. It's just a dream. <laughs> it's farther than the red planet. I think that's too close for the frogs. <laughs> Launched in 2006, New Horizons passed by Jupiter in 2007 on its journey to Pluto. The fastest spacecraft ever. The probe traveled at 30,000 miles per hour on its epic trip. Just... 150,000 miles per hour to go. From Fox News. A group of friends has created a stunning seven-mile scale model of the solar system on a dry lake bed in Nevada. The only way to see a scale model of the solar system was to build one, explained science filmmaker, noting the vast distances between planets. The visually striking project is documented in To Scale, The Solar System, a seven-minute short film by Overstreet and Alex Gorosh. In the scale model, Mercury, Venus, and Earth are respectively 224 feet, 447 feet, and 579 feet away from the Sun, Jupiter, Saturn, and Uranus. And that always makes the kids laugh. (laughs) <laughs> are respectively 0.57 miles, 1.1 miles, and 2.1 miles from the fiery orb with Neptune 3.5 miles away, right on the edge of the solar system. So they built this big model in the middle of a dry desert. Right. In reality, Neptune is around 2.8 billion miles from the sun. The group used cars to trace the planet's orbits. Time-lapse shots were taken from the top of a nearby mountain, creating a striking presentation of the vast solar system. That's cool. <laughs> That's why I got that story. I thought I want, that was really cool. I want the picture. <laughs> I, Everybody you. out there, she'll, get, she'll have the links up in a day or I'll so. I'll give you the link and you can look at it. It's pretty cool. They didn't do a, I didn't, didn't think they did a really good picture of it, but it does show it a little bit. Anyway. Anyway, it's time to go. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> this has been the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.